Welcome to the Broken Token Classic Arcade and Pinball Podcast. Looks like we survived the holidays, Whitney. And so many people have gotten sick, and it's been so cold and snow, and I'm just, I'm so over winter, dude. I cannot, I, you know, I ask myself, why do I even live here in, in the, over the course of the winter? I love it the other nine months of the year, but man, dude, for two and a half to three months, this just is no fun. So as we record the first show of 2018, January yep. 2018, we are just coming out of our first major snow. Yeah. And depending on the year, we may not get any accumulation. We may get a couple, air quotes, major snows with accumulation. Yeah. Let's just say we've had a fairly decent snow here in the great state of Kentucky. Uh, yeah, but in, it's not even so much that we had snow, okay? Whether it's four inches, eight inches, ten inches, it doesn't really matter. We have had bone-splitting, yes. knuckle-blistering, splitting cold I speaking mean, of where it's been like minus two like for days i have four split knuckles right yes now. exactly that's, that's a kentucky thing yeah and you've probably know. not been beating them on no, you know, on a block or games, anything no. pounding games or sand or anything it's like you walk outside and your knuckles split open because yeah, it it's so cold blistering cold it has just been inhumanly cold and the funny thing is, is i mean it we're talking single digits cold with a lot of wind Th that's the high, single digit would be the high yeah. wind chilled would the wind chills like minus four a couple days later like fast forward to today and we're we're well into the 40s oh yeah, it's like 40 it's wonderful outside, outside. Yeah, it's great you know, all the, everything's wet because the snow's melting i off. just i just want to see the snow gone <laughs> i mean if i could run around outside with a torch in a, in a cigarette lighter and it make a difference i would do it so well, that's that's you know, I love Kentucky. I'll give you that. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, this it's great. Is the, this is the time of year where it's, it's like... It's the price we pay. Uh, yeah, it's it? the price you pay. Price you pay. But oh, we survived it. We're here. Oh, yeah, we did good. How was your holidays, man? Oh, my holidays were great. Yeah, ours was as well. We had... Uh, we had family over we hosted several times i we, remember that yeah we played lots of games had the game room up and going um man it, it was it was it was a really good time we went to go see star wars i've seen it twice yeah i've seen it twice as well so uh the last jedi saw that twice and that comes up uh, a little later in the show i bet yes, yes. i'm sure it will <laughs> and i have many uh many thoughts on that movie but uh i liked it but many many thoughts on that movie so yeah i, I enjoyed it i just went along for the ride yeah sure enough sure enough i was uh i was along for the ride on the first showing okay on the i'm sorry on the first viewing because it was showed many times but for the first viewing but i was pretty hypercritical of it the second time around okay <laughs> i enjoyed and, it more the second time around did you really yeah, See, i like i, I did really, not i really I, liked the movie yeah I, I mean i well, did i did but i i think i i was i was than, looking well, there's whiny Luke, but I mean, if you think about I mean, it, he is such a little baby, man. If you think about him, me? that that's his character. I know. You know but whiny, I, pouty Luke. I wanted him to be... Spoiler alert. Too yeah, soon. Sorry. I wanted him to be so much more, more than he has ever been. Well, without giving any spoilers, let's just say, for those that may not have seen it, yeah. um, he gets called to the carpet... Uh, for being 
what basically whiny luke. yeah whiny little <laughs> sniveling little crybaby luke you know but anyway I, I i love star wars to death but it, there were there were times in the last jedi where i was just like come on dude just come on you're luke skywalker you can use the force you have a lightsaber and you're so you, your melodrama is just it it just pours out of you like that green milk he was drinking you know it's, it, oh just uh, he, he he wears me out, but I love Star Wars. So anyway, there is that. So welcome to the Star Wars podcast. Yeah, sorry, sorry about that. But um, hey, man, you know, you call it like you see it, and that's that's how I feel. But, uh, but yeah, Christmas was great. New Year's was great. Lots of family, lots of friends. Just uh, couldn't couldn't ask for a better a better setup, man. We we had a great time. Sweet, and it was about the same here. I, I know I mentioned we, I do the Thanksgiving here, so. Once I got through Thanksgiving, I didn't have to host anymore. So at that point, you know, you can just leave laundry laying all around the house and all, you know, craziness ensues because no one's going to be here till next year. No, that's all good. And uh, and that's kind of the way it worked out, you know, because I, I went to my sister's for Christmas Day, went to my aunt's at Christmas. No. Yeah, Christmas Eve, and just spend a lot of time with the family. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's good. That's good. I mean, like I said, we we host a lot, so we had uh, several different Christmas uh, celebrations and different sides of the family over at different times, and um, you know, played played some pinball, played some games. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was it, it was good. Ate a lot of ham. I went wound up just eating a lot <laughs> ham, of ham. Yeah, ham. yeah, ham, and various different types of ham. Some were good. Some some were awesome. Some were not so good. Yeah. Oh, there's I, I'm I'm fairly uh, fairly schooled on the wide varieties of ham, but um, yeah, yeah, had some good ham what over you, Christmas. What you major in ham? Uh, I, made, I majored in pork and pork products, you know. So yes, exactly. <laughs> I went to ham school. <laughs> I went to ham school. <laughs> My bachelor's That's, in ham. That might be a show title: Ham School. Yeah, Ham School. We're in five minutes, and yeah. we got a show yeah, title. Exactly. I have my bachelor's in ham. So, yes, exactly. <laughs> well, uh, hold on. I'm making a note here. Yes. All right. So the holidays kind of led into like my updates. Yeah. Oh, well, good. And you know, new Christmas leads into New Year and, you know, New Year brings you into January of this year and what has been going on. And honestly, you know, everybody, I'm kind of a gym person. I work out a lot, uh, run a lot, do a little lifting, um, kind of always try to stay active and in shape. And, you know, I see that typical New Year's resolution where the gyms get flooded, uh, like at work. I, we've got workout facilities, the company I work for. So you start to see all those faces return January 1st. Oh, yeah. All these yeah resolutions. But, but, they'll, but they'll never make it past the middle of February. No, no. No. Well, in my little world, how does this relate to the show? So my New Year's resolution that I'm going to try to to follow up on, kind of like all those people returning to the gym, is I'm going to try to declutter a lot this year. And I know okay. I've talked about on the show decluttering the game collection, getting rid of, get rid of things that are on the outskirts of the collection, mm-hmm. things that have come in as I bought a group of games or whatever, things I know I'm never going to get to. That, that has... That needs to drip over into other parts of my life, oh, okay. and, and I've just right. been working on that. And actually, the the New Year's weekend, you know, we had that long weekend. I went through, and it was just okay. I, I know I've got this to pull out, and this to pull out, and this this is this group of things have been on the list for a long time, and that's that's what we did. My girlfriend helped me. We started just pulling everything out. And kind of doing price checks and making groups. And I've got everything from um, 
some Hot Wheel type diecast stuff to my my back bedroom become the storage room for a doll collection of my sisters that yeah, she has long it. since decided to get rid of, and it it's been out of sight, out of mind, behind a closed door. Yeah, yet it sits there for five years, and, and that's basically what happened. Yeah, 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 exactly what happened. Yep. So there's that and just other small collections of stuff that I went through. About 20 years ago, I collected HO scale slot cars, the electric slot cars, well before I got into the arcade stuff. Gotcha. And that stuff, honestly, is kind of taken off a little bit. So I've been, I just, that's what I have been doing. Yeah, I've not done yeah. a lot of game stuff. I've been going through and I had some stuff that was left from mom. She, yeah. she, she was uh, an Elvis fan, so she had some Elvis collectibles. <laughs> oh, and yeah, that's awesome. It though. ended up over here. And yeah. I've been going through grouping all that together, photographing it, and basically just kind of getting it out there in the public's eyes. It's just time to... It, and it takes time, doesn't it? It does. It does. And that, it was, the, that was the lift. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, if I, if I look at the the dolls i got to do the elvis because it's right here yeah. and if i'm gonna you can't do one you got to do them all and just, just making that the time and it just doing it and and that's what yeah. that's like i said that's what the 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 when i turned the corner into 2018 i said i have got to get a handle on all this stuff yeah. and it, it dominated a, a spare bedroom here at the house but still it's you walk you open that door and it's like oh my gosh it just yeah. happened in here yeah exactly so that's what i that's what i've mainly been doing <laughs> yeah, mattel exploded and oh this is yes what was left over. yes yeah. absolutely yeah the i have been doing a little arcade stuff mostly around little arcade expo okay later in this episode we're gonna have an interview it was, Actually, a, it was a fun interview. It was. Too. I mean, we've already done it time wise. We've already recorded it. It's just kind of pulling back the covers on mm-hmm. how we how the show is recorded and edited and everything like that. But it it was a fun conversation. It was. Yes. Just because of circumstances, we only were able to have Jeremy flights in this year. And in prior years, we've had Jeremy and Matt. We've had Jeremy Matt and Joe. Some variation thereof. And this year it just worked out where um, I guess maybe Jeremy picked the short straw. And I mean everybody else. I mean the excuses were yeah. solid. So, well, yeah, they, they they were. I mean I I stand by my statement during think, the interview. But yes, I really think they all came up with two good excuses, and then they they forgot drew, forgot how to use Skype, and then they drew a lot. And whoever had whoever got the lot that said you've got to go do it did it, and the other two got to use the two excuses they they came up with. That's I really it. think that's what happened. That's it. That's it. So we had a good interview with Jeremy. He talks about Louisville Arcade Expo and my arcade stuff this this month. Where what I've been able to squeak in has been related to that. So I've got a if, if you look right here that no one can look, no one can see this, but to my very right, I've actually. I have filled the game, the, my game room slash the Broken to- Token Studios with games getting ready to go to Expo. I am on the mic. I have our laptops up here recording the show, my show notes, my mixer, and I don't even have to extend my arm and I'm holding an asteroid. That's how packed we are in <laughs> Fair here. Fair enough. It's all good, though. I've got a pole position that's going to go. It's back in the shop. I'm working on it. That is a whole other story I'll mention here in a second. Uh, I'm going to take an Asteroids. I'm going to take a Space Invaders. I'm definitely my cartoon theater is going to go. It, it's not for sale. You know, the three games I mentioned, the Pole Position, Asteroids, Space Invaders, uh, they're going to be for sale. They're, they're pretty nice games. 
uh, and it's I've already got them in my collection. Yeah, and it's yeah. this is part of the decluttering of 2018. Yeah, I understand. Just getting it going. I'm gonna get them up to snuff and take them with me. And they're they're really nice games. And this asteroid's really nice. It's probably cosmetic wise, it's probably one of the nicest ones that I've seen. I mean, the side art the, on both sides looks like basically pristine. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah. The control panel, the control panel's got something a little. The lower part of the art, uh, I'm gonna guess, was probably worn a little bit. And then somewhere in the life of this game, someone has put, uh, this is almost like a control panel material, and I've seen this pattern before. <laughs> yeah, it's like a stone kind of... But it, uh, yeah, it looks like a countertop. It's it, just a yeah, little, it's definitely got that granite kind of stone just, pattern to it. It's like dark blue and black, so the black kind of goes, but it kind of does. It's just, it, I mean, it, it's on there nice. It, it's on there nice, but it, it, it does look out of place. It's like seeing a beautiful, beautiful paint job on a gorgeous car. Uh-huh. And you can appreciate it, but you're not really warming up to the color. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, it could work, but it just doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm trying, this is a game I'm trying to sell. I'm a terrible salesman. But any, anyway, <laughs> no, the game is in the control panel is actually in nice shape other than that. Someone just, you know, th- this was probably done before the time or, you know, just it wasn't known that people were reproducing, reproducing control panels, control and panels yeah. all that kind of fun stuff. But, yeah. Yeah. So that that's going to, th- those games are going to go. I'm really thinking the game behind the one I mentioned here in the back behind me is a Space Invaders Deluxe in the red cabinet. Okay. I'm really thinking too, I'm going to take my white cabinet Space Invaders as well. It's just, it's one of, it's kind of coming up in its life where it's probably not going to keep a space in the game room. You know, it's been down here for a while, had a good run. I think it's time. Really leaning toward letting loose of my full size pack upright. Okay, I've got the mini. Yeah, yeah. The mini's actually it's kind of cool to take the expo. It's pretty and cool. Shows. It's pretty cool. It's in good shape too. Good shape, nice yeah. and compact. Yeah, and I mean it serves the same purpose. My niece loves Pac Man, and she's like, I, you know, just keep one of them. I'm I'm good with that. So the mini fits perfect right there next to the Tempest. And, um, you know, I still have access into the laundry room. You know, so it doesn't mm-hmm. block the door. It yeah. works great. And I, like I said, that's that's just kind of what's going. I think Domino Man's on deck to take, not to sell. I haven't had Domino Man out there in a while, and that's a game that you just don't ever see. I know, and I'm kind of curious if you'll get if you'll have some people approach you to buy it too. I mean, it's you've got to be pretty, fairly deep in the hobby to I think be searching one of those yeah. out. Uh, but the price that it commands is also uh, uh, according as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yep. I, I don't see letting go of it. Honestly, I just the, the, I remember playing that game at, to, at no Toys R Us crud at Chuck E. Cheese's, and I just thought it was kind of cool, you know, because I was a little kid, I could barely even see over the control panel, and it, the way it's got the the dominoes, the, like the three dimensional plastic cat, uh, yes, molded dominoes yeah, know, in the front of the they're game, they're like kind of vacuum form yeah. or something. They're neat. I think the game would have been a better game if they would have done like eight way control for your character because it's only four way. Okay, and then you got a SWAT button where you can swing a domino and like kind of fend off someone, you know, some of the, I guess you'd call them playfield enemies that just haphazardly wander across the play field. It's, so if you've never played the game, basically you've got little dots that cross the play field, the area, and it, look, it might be like a golf course or a construction site. There's a couple yeah. backgrounds. Yeah. And you've got, as you walk over those dots, kind of like a reverse Pac-Man, it stands up a domino. And when yeah. you get them all set up, you've cleared the board. Yeah. What you can do is, is you can stack multiple boards 
for a bigger bonus when you push him over and knock him down. Yeah. If something crosses that path, though, there's like dogs and squirrels. <laughs> and on the golf course, there's a guy with, you know, fancy golf pants on wandering around swinging club. <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's kind of comical. It's comical. It's kind of glitchy. Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird. It's not fast paced. It's, no. it, it's just. It, it's it, it's 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 different. Yeah, it's different. It's, it's different. different is the way yeah. to put it. When one of those characters come in contact with the with a domino, it start he starts he or she starts knocking the dominoes down. And if you stacked multiple screens, if if that if the first domino to the left of the screen falls, then all the other ones in the prior screens you've stacked fall as well. Mm-hmm. And it switches to each of those scenes and you're like, no, <laughs> when you watch them. Yeah. No, you, you know, that, and you lose that all was, your bonus. That was, that was Bally. That was Bally midway I, it, to me at their finest when they had figured out how to, when they had done the, the R and D and the engineering and they had the hardware support to allow them to do multi cut scenes like yep. that. And, and you know, I kind of think of Domino Man in the same vein as I do Tapper in the sense that it, it, it can have a lot going on the screen at one time and it's it's really animated. It's yeah, it's it, it's mm-hmm. it's neat. Well you you can only move the character in north, south, east and west. You mm-hmm. can't move in the diagonals. Yeah. And then he 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 has a, a SWAT button and he'll swing a domino and which there's a bee that follows you that just and it can kill you if the bee gets you so you can swat the bee and then there's one character when he walks the music goes dum 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 and you can't push him any of the other characters if you just touch him you can push him and redirect him you can't move him but you can swat him and stun him yeah but you can only swat left and right i see so in one hand it adds a little element to the game because you're you're within some boundaries of control, but on the other, it makes it a little bit more difficult and less enjoyable than it could be, especially if you're trying to learn the game. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. I think you could have moved eight ways and done a four way or an eight way SWAT and yeah. then ramped up the difficulty on like level th- screen three. Yeah. You know, if, if it were eight way, it feels to me like you could, you could get in and out and maneuver just so much better and mm-hmm. it would just bring a, a level of finesse to the game that, that's that's just kind of missing from a movement perspective but yeah but nonetheless it 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 is a neat game so i mentioned the pole position too let me touch on that this was kind of interesting when i got it home and this this game came out of that group buy that i had i'd plugged it up out in the garage didn't open the back of it and it was dead so i thought okay something happened in the move whatever i we moved all the games upright we didn't lay anything down okay but i don't know how they got from the position where they were prior to ending up in the storage unit uh so i get the game in the in the shop open it up open the back door up and there's actually a picture i put up on our facebook page i put it in that (laughs) unique i I think i put it in my repairs air quotes my quoted repairs album yeah yeah that was the craziest one of the craziest things i've ever seen well the the power supply section the transformer section with all the fuses and the transformer it had come loose off the bottom of the game and basically had rolled around in there and it pulled the main power cord out it had just fortunately it didn't damage anything but when i opened the back it was sitting at this weird 45 degree angle wedged (laughs) up against the back of the coin box and the (laughs) vault and yeah it was uh I was like, "Oh, well, there's my problem." Yeah, you just you just kind of shake your head and go, "How did this ever get this way?" Yeah. yeah. 
So, because I imagine when it, whenever that come loose, whoever had it like tilted the game back. I'm sure it wasn't quiet. I've, it was I like bet, a bowling ball. I in there. bet it was not. Yes. So I kind of just cobbled it back together real quick. It's not even screwed down yet, but I got the, the you know the power cord plugged back in it, and it pulled a couple wires loose here and there. I got all that connected, and the game didn't fire up and then i just reseated the, the edge connector on it and just just seeing just quick survey and it fired up and played huh. and, and the monitor sprung to life and then shut down so there's still, something still up with the monitor what, what monitor does it have in it's it it's got a uh i think it actually had a, it's got a geo 7 in it oh okay yeah all right which most of those that i see they've either got a match matches Matsushita, I Matsushita, think. Matsushita, I believe. Yep. Yeah, or a forty six hundred. Okay, seems like all the pole positions I've had have had one of those two monitors yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah. So I jumped it over to my little Sony PVM, and I was playing pole position, played a game, yeah. driving around. Of course, I'm looking past the game. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it worked great until I tried to fix it, and it hadn't worked right since. <laughs> and and that's the truth. That's funny. It had a. Um, it still had the little filter board that snapped onto the the cage that the board goes in, and it was starting to get that cascading power issue where it was drawing so much current that it was burning up the fingers on that little filter board that snapped the board snapped into it. Then it slid into the cage and mm-hmm. locked it in. Then yeah. you put the wiring harness on the f- fingers on the filter board. Yeah. Yep. So, and and then one of the boards, the video board itself, the connectors were the, the fingers on the fingerboard were starting to get tarnished from heat. Mm-hmm. So I, we talked about it on earlier shows where you go through and you rebuild that edge connector and you kind of, you that you rebuild the fingerboard by soldering an edge connector to it so you'll mail to female then you put a straight through piece in it and go back to mail then you can plug the harness back into it yeah i did all that there was a uh, clip the battery off of it cleaned up a little in that area and it hasn't worked right since oh i see yeah I gotcha. and, and honestly I, i've i have beat my head against the wall with it and w- where i've gotten to i I really, and I should have done this early in. I think, honestly, I just got so deep in it. I just got tunnel vision. I get it, yes. And I, I just, the, the, I can go in there right now and turn it on. It'll it'll fire right up and play for a little bit, and then it'll lock up. Mm-hmm. And there's three processors in it, and I pretty well just in working with it more, I've kind of I figured out, okay, this is the master that boots everything up, gets the ball rolling. These two follow, then they talk, and they exchange data and all that. The master is in a constant reset, and I've just basically been going at it with a logic probe. I just I need to get the scope out yeah. because I'm feeling I've already done the the tests of the big blues to make sure I don't have too much AC ripple that's yeah. screwing it all up. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, I picked up and I'll talk about him here a little bit. I was watching a recent video from from help me with his name adam korchesny adam korchesny because i got another adam yeah. i'm going to mention and i'm yeah. going to get my adams backwards yeah. the the gentleman at one circuit that's doing the pole position <laughs> yes our favorite remake yeah the, oh yeah yeah we'll yeah. talk about adam. him awesome adam. we'll give an update on him later in the show but yep. his recent video actually talks a little bit about that processor relationship and how delicate that balance is where they where they're talking and exchanging data and how it doesn't take much just to screw all that up and the game says good night yeah done yeah and so my next step is to get get the scope out and really look at what's going on versus just a logic probe because i mean a logic probe i fixed a lot of stuff with a logic probe at the end of the day 
it's a $12 tool and it's, yeah. I mean, it works, but I need a scalpel and I'm kind of using a, a, a two handed ax at yes, this point. Yes. Is the yes. Equivalent to- totally, totally get it. Totally so, get it. Yep. I mean, that's, that's what I've been up to. I did speaking to the other, uh, another Adam, I met a listener of the show, a gentleman by the name of Adam Curry. All right. All right. I was hanging out at rec bar one night and, um, chatting about a game and I had a schematic out just helping some folks out and we were looking, he, he came up and he was down with a group of people and I think Adam was out of Cincinnati. Okay. Well, he, he was there with some friends and they were from all around the area and Louisville was a central place. So they all were meeting, they'd all met up in Louisville and he, he was just, we were chatting pinball repair and he realized this is going to sound terrible for me because i mean i'm nobody but he's he he put two and two together and he says oh you're that brent griffith i'm like oh do, do i owe you money <laughs> yeah it's, it's like you work for the irs because i'm not who you think i am yes <laughs> I, I try that sometime if someone says um are Ooh. you are you whitney roberts and it's like well i don't know do i owe you money yeah <laughs> they, exactly they look at you no well do you owe me money yeah <laughs> that's <laughs> so I'm uh, Adam Curry is his name and he actually runs a YouTube channel. All right. He's just started to spin it up. I've watched some of his videos, the pinball workshop, and I've got uh, a link to his channel. We'll put it in the show notes. Okay. He's instructional videos, how to, how to use mini tech tips. I was watching the, uh, how to polish, how to flame polish a pinball ramp video. I've never done that. And that's, I've actually got a, an old clapped out ramp that I've saved just so that I could experiment on it. And Adam walks right through it. Here's the tool I use. Here's how to do it. Here's a video of it. Here's what it looks like beforehand. And the kind of the cool thing for me, the, 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 the double way that the double connector there, the, I wanted to know to do this being one, the thing he demos it on is a Jurassic park. Just, I mean, he's oh. got a he's got a, a JP the the same JP that I've got, you know, not not the Lost World. He's got the the first release Jurassic Park. Yeah. So he's flame polishing the ramp off his Jurassic Park. It's it's really really worth checking out. He's actually got a funny, heartbreaking segment. You'll just have to check out his Jurassic Park shop out video. Yeah, I, I'm looking up his channel right now, actually. So. Um, he has a minor accident and he comes, he goes full, cl- he, he, he could have cut it out of the video. He could have, but no, he, he, de- no one was hurt. Nothing catastrophic happened, but when, and I'm not going to give it away. You're just going to have to go watch it. When it happened, he owned it and he warned. He, I've, I've got, I've got respect for that. that yes. I've got he, respect for he that. He put a little notice in the video. It started going warning, warning. And then this catas- this seemingly catastrophic thing happened and then he came back and had a lessons learned, and this is what I did, and that that was really cool to me. That was that that's the anti Facebook because yeah, for you know, sure Facebook is like everything's great and roses and awesome, oh, and uh, this it, you know you're not eating good as food as I am, and look how pretty this is. Yeah, and, and, and my family's beautiful, and we take great vacations, yeah. and, and we never do anything that's not fun. We're and always smiling, the kid. Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah, you just <laughs> I, I mean nobody can see me, but I'm yeah, just sitting like, and you just get the most squarest look on your face, going how. Have I failed in life so bad. <laughs> That's the Facebook effect, and, and it. And I'm telling you, that is the Facebook effect, and I am so. I, it just makes me so angry. Yeah, because you think everybody else is so perfect. Exactly. because of it. Yes. Well, he has. He has a. 
We'll go with minor. Well, it was okay. Yeah, no, it was so catastrophic. He he has a he has a nice little incident, and yeah. then he owns it. He's like, yeah, that's that's good. This is what happened. This is where I failed. Yeah. This is how I'm going to improve it. This is a lesson for you all, and uh, take these steps so this doesn't happen to you. And here's how I'm going to fix it. Yeah, no, and then he goes on with it. No, it was that, awesome. That's, that's cool. Yeah, so he's a, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely a small channel at this point starting out. But uh, the one thing that I have noticed, and I, and I did read about this the past week. Yeah, it's a small. He's he's getting rolling. He's getting rolling, but he needs the sub. So I went ahead and subbed to his channel. So Adam, thanks for listening to the show, and we'll throw you what we can. But. Uh, you know, YouTube changed their monetization rules this past week, and they oh, have, they've been changing them for a while. I've yeah, heard about that some on some of the other yeah, even non game arcade. I know gaming I know. shows I it, listen to. It seems like it came to a head this past week to where now, if you have less than a thousand subscribers, all of your content is uh, is scrutinized by a human and everything like that before uh, monetization is allowed on the on the video. And I, I'm I'm paraphrasing what I've read over the course of three or four articles, but I wonder what difference seems, that makes. What's so special about the Magic One Thousand? I, I think it's just to make sure that your channel is bona fide and that you're that you're uh, legitimate from the sense of you're producing good content that people are interested in. And I think it all came to head over uh, one of the, one of the major uh, YouTube uh, content creators was showing a video of someone who had, uh, who had potentially committed suicide. Oh, geez. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it it was a, this is kind of like a a pass down effect from that particular video being shown. And so anyway, it was a major because because it was AdSense. And and so while that video was being shown, there was ads playing inside that video for products while it was showing. Well then, why are you scrutinizing under a thousand if that was a major contrib? I, I I don't I don't know the full on it, but it, so not well. It's not like we've ever diverged from the core topic of the podcast. But yeah, sure. Was it like a shock jock thing where okay, I'm going to generate a lot of revenue because I'm going to show this thing? You did you get or do you even know? Well, here's the thing. I mean, it's this article and it comes out of I just pulled this up. It come out of a search engine journal, and it said. um I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Let, let me let me uh, correct something. What I said. Uh, this article goes on to state Google's implementing stricter criteria for YouTube users to meet before they're eligible to run ads on videos. The partner, the YouTube Partner Program, allows content creators to make money by placing ads alongside their videos. We know that mm-hmm. qualify for the Partner Program. YouTube has to uh, YouTube users had to meet a previous threshold of 10,000 total views. Now there are entirely new requirements to meet, which will apply to both new and existing members. Of the YouTube Partner Program, total views no longer matter. Channels now need to have 1,000 subscribers and 4,000 hours of watch time within the past 12 months before being able to display ads. Okay, now so you've got to do footwork and ramp up. Oh, oh yeah, big yeah. time, big time. So you've got to be number one, creating content, mm-hmm. lots of it. Number two, getting subscribers, and number three, the content's got to be such that people are not skipping through it and taking your hour and a half video and watching three minutes of it and then moving on to the next video uh so uh just whenever i hear that you know like you mentioned that they had changed their their protocol their methodology i know in the past year we've mentioned eev blog before on the show we've talked about them there's some other you know content providers 
that that I'll you know check out from time to time along the arcade you know electronics kind of venue or uh, area whatever word you want to use there and it just seems as if they've all taken a hit the way all of the advertising revenue rules have changed and then that's kind of in my if i got this right that's what kind of brought patreon along yeah and then just before the end of the year patreon did a whammy on them yeah so I yeah mean, I, you're, you're right i think it, all this content is just gonna really suffer unless you're doing it like kind of we do for the love of it for the love of know? it yeah and so this all this all came about um last week we're recording here on january the 20th and this really kind of came about like 10 days or so ago from a YouTube creator, his name's Logan Paul, and YouTube finally punished him uh, because he he had a video that ran through apparently uh, what's called a, a suicide forest, where uh, people go to uh, go to apparently uh, you know commit that. So oh, it, it, it was it was odd, is weird, and um, anyway, yeah, it, and that suicide forest is over in Japan. So it, it's there was a lot of public backlash over that video and over him as a creator and everything like that so anyway that, well, let's there, move on to happier that. topics jeez please let's do oh yeah so but anyway, what it says is he needs the subs and so if you can sub it, it it'll help him out so here i am trying to help adam out adam was a cool guy Sorry it was great that. to meet him and what yeah. do we end up in yeah. suicide force yeah, suicide force in japan so oh, man, did, i hope we just didn't tank your whew, channel sorry adam. about that dude oh wow adam's like oh my gosh this started out so well and then i don't know what happened yeah Check fair, out Adam's channel. Yes. So, so his channel, the Pinball Workshop. <laughs> yeah, I've, yeah, I've I've not got to watch all of his videos, and I admit, you know, I've kind of had to just skip through and just check out some stuff. The Jurassic Park stuff kind of interested me because, like I said, I've got a Jurassic Park, and his looks to be modded in a very similar way as mine. Okay. Uh, man, it, the the flame polish video was was cool, and it it helped me a lot. It took away a lot of that ang- that anxiety of okay, well, what am I going to do? Even though it's like I said, I've got a clapped out ramp to test it on. Yeah, I still don't want a flaming uh, pile of plastic, you know, zipping around the house. Yeah, or for, the, for the sure, garage. for sure. And, and you don't want to ruin stuff that costs yeah. money. So yeah, yeah. Check out Adam's uh, uh, Adam's channel, the Pinball Workshop. Excellent. Hey, Whitney. You can look because I've got everything rearranged around mm-hmm. here. You mm-hmm. can see the backside of my Tron, right? Mm-hmm, I can. And you see the toppers. I know we talked about them last time. The, I do. The recognizer and mm-hmm. the light cycle. Do you see what's to the left and the right of them? Can you tell? Um, I don't have my glasses on, so no. Well, I tell you what. Open the door of the Tempest. Oh, I get to do that. You get to open the Tempest. There's actually. I'm not messing with you this time. There's actually stuff when it's a key. It, there you go. Yeah, you've I, opened I that door a thousand it's, times. Yeah, I know it's, it's a key, and I do it every single time. <laughs> I, I lock the. I, uh, I lock the unlocked door and try to open the locked door and then realize I locked the unlocked door. So I unlock the locked door and then I can open it up. So reach in there. There should be a, couple, a Walmart bag or two in there. Okay. Don't, don't okay. let it bite you. Okay. Hang, I saw hang on. Because there's something in here. I put something in here for you. Oh, too. did you? Yes. Yes. So belated Christmas present. And I, you know what? We're going to use this and I'm going to go ahead and give it to you. Oh, okay. Okay. All okay. Right. So do I need to get out. come over there? Or are you uh, gonna, yes, you do. Okay. Need well, to, yeah. you're going to have to talk then. Yeah. Because yeah you do okay, need to uh, travel. I'm yeah. traveling. Uh, hop up off your uh, hop up off your your the seat there horse. yeah exactly the high horse now that's small but i'm going to see if you know what that is okay so brent i just gave brent uh his uh, belated uh, christmas present and and that's a gift from a listener over in the uk 
Okay. Okay. So I'm looking yeah, at it. A gentleman by the name of Chris Parsons. And it, he's it, a listener over in the UK. And when I was over at the arcade club with Alex, Chris, uh, Chris kind of hunted me down and he said, Hey, I want you to give this to Brent because I was listening to the show. I know Brent's a big plat is a big fan of this platform. And I want to make sure that he gets one of these before I have no more of them. Uh, okay. and, I, and I'm like, I'm like, Chris, that sounds great. And then he, and then he gave me that little blue baggie right there with that little blue cartridge in it and uh that was it so he told me the name he told me what it was i want to see i want to see if you if you intuit what it is well so the it's got a little pcb in it that it does and uh it is probably two and a quarter inches by two and a quarter with a little fingerboard on the end and it's all looks like in a blue solder mask yep and there's a there's an ic of some type in the very center with like um, a, a puffy like decal type sticker on it and it's got a shark on it. <laughs> that it does, yes. I don't know, but I'm going to guess. Okay, t- t- take a guess. The first thing that come to my mind was the old Game Shark stuff, uh-huh. like for like NESs and all that, Yeah, where you can do cheat codes. and But the Game Sharks, it was like a pass-through cartridge. So it was a male-female and you had to put your cartridge in it and you could put game codes in it to cheat but this isn't a pass through no no that is not that looking at it by size i'm gonna say that this is something for a game boy nope nope okay it's not anything for a game boy okay there's little holes in it and they're they're consistently spaced there's two at the top along the leading edge um and there's three about two-thirds of the way down the one in the center is bigger than the one I, i'm having a real hard time on the tempest here but just keep going, keep Mike, going. What you, you're gonna dig th- he's gonna pull the monitor out through the coin door <laughs> what he's doing over yeah, there I, i'm thinking about it do you need tools there's two bags in there they're both for you oh oh my goodness okay uh is this something arcade or console i need a no, hint it, no it is something console it is something console okay, okay. got it um is this wait a minute okay is the width of this does it for a 2600 just it's naked with nope, no cart nope nope but it, it is it is a naked it is a naked cart but it's not for the atari 2600 it's for a coleco no it's not you're, uh, you're gonna love this when i tell you okay and it's something I, i'm trying to think about stuff i've mentioned on the show but we talked about so much on the show yeah i, I know i know but this is as soon as i tell you okay. you're, you're really going to dig this okay so it's it is a console it is a console yes it is a console Uh uh-huh is it a multi-game of some type no it's not it's not it's not it is a homebrew okay okay? and uh it is no longer available for sale and i got that directly from the gentleman who created the game and produced that game does the shark have to do with the game or the console no it has to do with the game okay it has to do with the game yeah yeah it's not game boy it's not 2600 it's yeah. not coleco so here in a minute in the interest of moving this okay forward, yeah we're, we're, I'm, I'm stumped what yeah. is okay that is a game called big blue and okay. it, it is for the vectrex oh <laughs> how do you like that oh. yes. and i should have put that together with because the it seems like the real vectrex community is is there in the uk yes and so chris oh. so chris wanted to make in sure the interest of moving this along <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry about that that was so, but, that was the that was 
folks, that is a perfect example of the slow no. Yeah, it's it's all good. It's all good. But people are people are listening to the show going like this, going thud 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 like that and uh and but anyway chris is a listener in the uk and he i met him when alex and i were at arcade club i think i mentioned that previously and chris just a very solid guy he walked up to me shook my hand and said hey you know i love listening to the show uh, I, I wish Brent was here because I've got something for him, and I'm like, really? I'm so watching a video. Yeah. Oh, this is- and, and, and and he and he said he he goes, I, I created this game, and I want to make sure that he gets one of these. And so uh, you cannot, you can't get it any longer. It was a limited run, but Chris took a lot of effort, as you can tell. Oh yeah, I mean, he did the resin epoxy seal over. Oh, top, this is all. I mean, it's it. awesome. It, it's it's pretty amazing, and. Um, and so anyway, Brent, uh, merry belated Christmas, happy uh, happy travels from well, the UK. So. Chris, thank you yeah. so very, very much. And Chris, I'm sorry it took me a little bit to get it to him, but uh, quite honestly, and I freely admit this, I had, uh, and Alex, <laughs> Alex will laugh when he hears this, I had me a, a bits and bobs box, <laughs> and so I had my bits and my bobs, and I had them stuffed in, in a box, and I set the box off to the side, and uh, it was a, uh, a U.S postal service box that looked like the other hundred boxes that i have in my in my basement and i i honestly i had to go back and find it but i knew where what i knew what it was in i just had to take the time to go back and funnel it back you well, know, this kind of is, rifle this it back is out. so cool thank you so very much yes, chris yeah sure enough um you know i had mentioned earlier in the show just getting stuff lined out for 2018 and when i get through expo i've got this little mental checklist of stuff that i want to do for me Oh, my yeah, own that's, games yeah that's cool and on that list is my vectrux it's time to recap it because the monitor's ah, a little yes. squirrely okay and uh so yeah so it needs to come out back out into a place of prominence and i didn't want to do it yet because it just wasn't ready and uh, uh yes yeah, so that's that's going to be on the oh my gosh these graphics are awesome it, it's a really it's complete. a really cool looking game isn't yeah it, it is so I greatly appreciate this. Thank you so very much. I've got, um, um, man, the, the Vectrex community in the UK is unbelievable. I've got I, they, a controller yeah, from Vic. I know. I mean, I mean and, you've been set up pretty good on that. Uh, and then this uh, this special low production number hand delivered by the by the creator game this is awesome yeah. thank yeah, you so very much and he he really stressed that he wanted to make sure that you got that i mean he told me that like more than twice so it, yeah. and it just took you it just took me three months to do it so yeah you, you know how this stuff goes man <laughs> thank you so very much chris this is awesome let's put it this thank way you. it was in good hands the entire time okay? it was safe it was, it was safe. safe it was safe if it was a gallon of milk it would have killed you but it, but it was saved in the, in the interest of time <laughs> which is funny because it took three months bingo bingo oh my yeah gosh. yeah i figured you would get that so yeah in the interest of moving this along it oh only took three months gosh. for me to get it to you <laughs> that is funny yes yeah, so chris thank you though i appreciate it i'm, I'm glad uh, glad i was able to eventually provide transport for it so uh, no it worked out well but yeah if you go back and look i mean it, that is it's it's a very low production game uh, it looks like he took a lot of care in making it and uh, if if you go out to his um if you go out to his facebook page 
which is Vector Republic. Then, and I want to make sure that I did not botch that. But so I I'm don't guessing think I these did. holes. I can't remember ever having opened a Vectrex cartridge, but these holes look very deliberate in terms of spacing and size. So I'm assuming that if I were to open, if I were to get a cartridge shell from somewhere, like one of the vendors, or if I were to open an original cartridge, I bet that would snap right in I, I bet that's I'm, what the, I'm, I'm betting it would yeah yeah his fake his facebook page his is, fake page is, <laughs> yeah <laughs> no. i'll say that again his facebook page is called vector republic all one word so go out to his facebook page give him throw him a like and then you'll see brent you'll see where he's working on an, oh, he's working on uh looks like another game called frontier dead or alive and then you can see he chronicles a lot of the the big blue production uh in development uh, on the facebook page okay so uh, anyway there there is that so that's uh that's that's what you got man sweet yeah well, thank you so very much. Oh, yeah, no, no worries. Thank you. Thank Chris. So all, all I did was move it around. All right. So you finally dug my monitor out. Y- yeah, my yeah, I, yeah. I yanked it out by the two. So check we the other bag first. That references back to what is back, what is back uh, on top of my t- uh, Tempest. Correct. I'm looking at on, Tempest. On top of your Tron. On top of my Tron. So. Oh, this is hilarious, man. So I, I, I don't know if you will. I don't think you collect those. I, I, you know, I don't. And and here here's the thing. So. But those were what, unique what, enough. What what are these? These are Funko Pops. Okay, yes. just so just so everybody knows. And so, this is the Tron and the Sark Funko Pop, which is awesome, by the way. But I had just, uh, I've just never, I've just never, I guess, really got to the point where I was. I told myself, I'm going to invest time, yeah. in hunting all of these things. Well, down. there's there's thousands and when you go to a, a comic-con yes, there are just no there's like well who's that character and you look at the top of the box and you see that okay oh so that character was from this movie but uh, yeah it's he was in one scene and he was in the back of a bar yeah, i mean exactly. they produce so many, so many. and and you know it's funny because uh listener friend of the show jeff waldron uh jeff is uh, he's big on the Funko Pop scene, and he mm-hmm. and, oh is he uh, yeah, and I've talked to him about this several times, and, and trust me, it's nothing it's nothing against the Funko Pops. It's just it's just a, a time and an effort yeah, and, a, yeah. and a determination perspective I'll, standpoint. I'll pick up the the that's cool though. Thank the you. odd those Funko are, Pop awesome. here and there if it's something that really stands out yeah yeah and there's a lot of uh, i'm looking because this goes back to the decluttering i was even ramping up in 2017 and i was like what am i going to do with this in so many years the tron stuff i've always been a big fan of i know you've got an arcade and you got the pinball maybe that's just something to put in a corner somewhere in the game room oh i will thank you and i just i've got the exact same ones the tron was yeah defined when yeah. I, I found mine first and i was on the hunt for more yeah because i want to get you a set yeah no that's great the Thank tron you. was yeah defined the sark was hard the sark is they're fewer and far between at least in this area than the tron okay so okay. Uh, no, that, that's, take that that's for whatever great. it's worth no thank you man that's awesome that's awesome all right so you got another bag down there no, that's something i thought you might enjoy that kind of a post christmas christmas type gift I, uh, I love recording the podcast with you man well, you're not gonna. You're not in a minute here. So tell, tell everybody what you got, and I'll tell you why. Oh, oh my gosh! So these are hallmark. <laughs> these are hallmark uh, Christmas tree ornaments. Okay, and the first one is. Uh, well, tell no. Go to hit. 
Yeah, hit the other one first because oh, it ties in. Yeah, yeah, hit the other okay, one first because okay. it, it makes more sense. Why I'm going to tell you why you got them. Uh, fair, fair enough. Okay, so the first one, uh, Christmas tree ornament, is uh, Star Trek, and it is Spock. And uh, I know you're a Spock fan. Doing live long and prosper. Oh, 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 you're, oh, you're a Spock oh, fan. Oh yes, oh yes. Remember what I said previously on uh, a few episodes back. To me, Spock was the original superhero. Yes. So, yep. and I love. Spock. So that's why I got you Absolutely Spock. Absolutely love Spock. So then th- then mm. I got you. Uh, yes. Then the next one is from Star Wars. It is C-3PO with the red arm. So the reason I got C-3PO yes. is um, I really wanted to get you a Picard, but I, that's the closest <laughs> whiny thing that I could find. <laughs> so I, I went ahead and got you a 3PO. I know it's oh, not. He, oh, he whines. I know it's Trek <laughs> versus Wars, but yeah. the whine is about the same. So I wanted to go ahead and just yeah. round it out. No, I, you know what? I... I <laughs> You know what? I support your uh, I support your postulation on that for for using uh, a twenty dollar word right there, because C three PO he's a whiny uh, he he's a whiny little yeah exactly. There was no there were no Kirks because all the Kirk ornaments busted out of the uh, yeah they you, took over the Walmart. You, you can't keep you can't hold Kirk you can't in. Kirk. No you, way. you can't hold that in. So they, yeah, they, they actually wouldn't put him up because of the kids because he's because the Kirk ornament had a ripped shirt. Ripped shirt. Kid, and it was kids que- get hurt. Yeah, it was questionable. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, you know, you've got safety. you got to worry about kids get hurt. But, yeah, that's it's awesome. <laughs> I'm going to get so much email. Uh, no, it's 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 great, man. But, yes, every time Spock. I make a Every time I make a Kirk reference, I oh, get email. Man. Oh, Spock. Gosh, I, I, lo- I, I just love that. Again, the original superhero, man. Yep. Yeah, awesome. All right, Whitney. So that's kind of what I've had going on. Not a lot of game stuff. And hopefully that'll change through February. And then we'll yeah, be into oh, Expo. Yeah. And, yeah. But it's... Uh, it's been a lot of life yeah no no that's 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 all good man i mean i can't really say that i that i've accomplished uh, a tremendous amount over the holidays i mean you've got of course the holidays going on Mm -hmm. and, and and it's time to it's not time to really at least at least around my house it's not time to get a whole bunch of stuff tore tore up or get or tear into a bunch of stuff it's time to get get things kind of buttoned up and make sure that for 20 people that are rifling through the house that you turn the games on they work turn the mm-hmm. pinball machines on they work you, everybody can play have a good time you know yada 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 but um i will say this brent uh, i'd I have been as as was noted in in the last episode. You know, I've been kind of waffling back and forth on on uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and total nuclear annihilation and everything. And uh, Brent, I, I just in a moment of weakness, but in but in a moment of extreme happiness, uh, I picked up the phone and I called KT. Okay, it's Spooky Pinball. Did you actually get KT? I did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. She, she answered just right away. And uh, she knew you were calling. She knew I was calling. Yeah, broken tokens calling. Answer the phone. Yeah, answer the phone. Get on the phone. <laughs> you know. And uh, I got some pictures of uh, uh, Charlie and I at the wrestling thing. At I don't know if they ever need to see the light of day, but oh my gosh, that oh, was it, it, was it, that at SFG? SFG. Yeah. yeah. Oh gosh, that was great. Well, I, I'll, I'll hanging say, out. With I, ben, ben I, I'll say this. I'll say this. Um, I talked to talked to KT mm-hmm. for a few minutes. And I uh, told her what I was going to do. I was like, listen, Katie, this, this is Whitney. I know we haven't really talked a whole lot. You know, you, you and Charlie probably talked to Brent, you know, 10 times more than you talked to me. But yeah, I just want to make sure she knew who I was and everything like that. And not not that that buys anything, but <laughs> but anyway. Well, add 10%. Yeah, add 10%. But um, none, nonetheless, I want to let her know what I was what I was going to do and what, what my plans were. And she goes, well, hold on. Charlie's right here. You want to talk to him? And I'm like, 
I'd love to talk to Charlie. So I spent the next 10 minutes talking to Charlie. And we just chatted about the game and where, where it was at from uh, from a Bill perspective and, you know, what his thoughts were on the game. And he was just – Charlie was just so – he was so gracious. That's just, so unlike Charlie. So, so He's not, no. <laughs> and, uh, and everything along that's a, those lines. That's the biggest lie I've told today. Yeah, and uh, Charlie, he was he was just fantastic. I mean, you know, we we said we, you know we we had our discussion. Everything was great, and then they then they sent me an invoice and wanted money. You know, and uh, and so then I I put my I put the uh, the uh, deposit down, which is everybody knows it's a thousand dollars to buy your spot, and then the balance uh, the balance is is therein when when the game is ready but uh but yeah so i put my pre-order in for total nuclear annihilation and i i'm i'm a happy man over this dude i am so looking <laughs> forward to this so for everybody wondering my game is number 261 uh and that was as of that was the number that was assigned to me as of the um i, I guess you know right around the christmas holiday break okay right right before a week or so before christmas have no idea what number they're handing out now as the orders are continuing so you to just got in. the next one up or did did they give you an option to wait till later in the run no no I just, I, I just said just put me in now put me today. In. okay put, put me in today I, I mean i didn't really care what number i got i didn't want a yeah, certain number or anything like that it's just you know i just want total nuclear annihilation is what i want mm-hmm. and uh, all the badness that it is but anyway so there's that uh it should be finished uh early to midsummer and brent i i know i've not floated this to you uh and i'll in 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 just the grandest way possible i'll do it right here on the podcast i don't know i'm undecided on how i'm going to do delivery on this i don't know if i'm i don't know if i just want to show up at my house and just call it a done deal but there's a part of me that wants to ride to benton wisconsin and go pick the thing up and and just in road and just make kind of a road trip out of it you know and go tour charlie's facility and drink some of charlie's beer and you know eat some of charlie's pizza and you know and (laughs) Uh, you know, just it, do all that kind of cool stuff. You know, just kind of hang with them for a little bit. It, it's it's not the, the the ride up would be tons of fun. I just dread the ride back is what I is what I dread on that just because of just because of having to drive back with mm-hmm. it. You know, so um, I, I don't I don't know what I want to do there. I, and I've still, how, how far is that drive? Let's put it this way: you get to Chicago, and then you've still got probably another. Um, so I'm going to say four to five hours on so top of like that. So it's like nine hours. It's like, t- I'm going to say 10. I'm going to, I'm going to say it's 10, okay, to, to get there. I didn't think it was that far. Yeah, I bet it is. Uh, I, bet, I bet it's around that. So um, anyway, I, I'm not really sure how that's going to how that's going to play itself out because to do a 10-hour drive, that's it, it. that's two days if all you did was go up, sleep, and come back. And so in order to spend any time there, that two days kind of becomes three. And I just, and I just don't really know that I can find three days uh, to peel out for that. But I, I don't know. It, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see how it goes and, and what the time actually comes out as. So anyway, for people... From, from my house to the heart of Benton, uh-huh. it's seven hours and 17 minutes. Seven hours and 17? Yep. Okay, so here's the thing. From my house, it's going to be a little over eight. And by the time you stop, it's going to be nine and a half or yep. ten. It just just call it ten hours. It may, it may be eight hours of driving, but it's going to be ten hours of travel. Are you south of me? I am southeast. Okay. Of you. Yeah. Yes. Yep. You're gonna because you're on the opposite end. Mm-hmm. I mean that 
that would take this line and continue to extend it further yeah. out. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly right. So, so th- that's how that's going to work out. So, um, for everybody wondering, uh, the options I got, I did uh, option up the interior cabinet art and the plastic protectors. Um, and uh, oh, I'll, so you went with the leather interior? The leather interior. Okay, yes, gotcha. Yes, okay. yes. It's uh, it, it's in grandest of nineteen seventy nine Pontiac Le Mans form. Oh it's going to be gosh, awesome. Oh, it will be stellar. It, 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 it'll be sweet. It'll be sweet. It'll have that nice uh, turquoise. I was going to say, did you just go with you know the tried and true kind of like that that black faux leather, or did no. you go with the turquoise? No, I went, or with, perhaps, tur- I went yeah. with that. Oh. I went with the turquoise with the with the simulated yeah. leather texture. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. You don't want to go with the green. The green no. just too much. No, but the turquoise, green's too much. That is turquoise. That is it. Turquoise is on it, man. Yep, yep. So okay, I did good, that. Good, good, good. And, good, 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 good. Uh, Jeff Goldblum uh, got it. Good, good, good. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's funny. And I'll do the uh, I'll do the shaker motor and the knocker kit for it because I, because why why wouldn't you? Because uh, you've, you got to have a TNA with knocker. You got to. <laughs> <laughs> what Brent just said. So, so there is that. So, yeah. So I'll uh, I'll post updates on that as as it comes to pass, and we'll see how you know we'll see how this whole process is of buying a total nuclear annihilation. So, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, beyond beyond any shadow of a doubt, I'm I'm just I'm just so excited to uh, to get this and put it in the game room and uh, wail on it and turn it up to turn it up to eleven and and just make it uh, make it presence known so you know it's going to be one of those games that i have the feeling that will be uh that, that will be a good keeper and i you know what i'm really curious to see over the years brent how many of these actually wind up changing hands you know how 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 many of them stay with the original purchaser over the duration and then how many how many just go up for block and are and are constantly rotated around um i can't imagine many because it seems like whenever a new game comes out there's always and and you see it most from stern and that's not a knock against stern but stern has the most new titles in a year oh yeah yeah so there's always that um i saw with guardians uh, uh, two days after you see the first one in a private hand, you see it the, for sale, and one's for sale, and one's for sale, and, and it just wasn't what I wanted or what I thought, or for whatever reason, it's going to go for sale. I I don't know of anyone that's played this that just hasn't loved it, and I can't Bingo. imagine them holding. You know, it, they they will trade hands, but oh, I they, can't imagine any hands. volume. Yeah, they'll trade hands, but I'm just thinking about velocity and speed to which they do, and I it. It feels to me like it's going to be uh, it's that's going to be low. So, uh, so so there is that. I've been um, been working on repairing my Skyskipper and getting it ready for the Louisville Arcade Expo. It, it developed some issues while we had it in, uh, in at the Grand Ole Game Room Expo uh, back in November. Uh, I have not, admittedly, I have not logged a, a significant amount of time on it just due to the holidays and. Uh, of course, always, you know, life and work and everything like that. But uh, I will have it working fine for the Louisville Arcade Expo. Have every intention of making sure that Skyskipper is there and in full force. Uh, as, as you'll hear in the segment where we uh, where we interview Jeremy Flights, I mean, I, we'll wind up doing a, a seminar on it. And it's, it's going to be an interesting year at the Louisville Arcade Expo just due to the seminars that are being done and, and everything like that. So it, it ought, to fit in, uh, ought to fit in very well. So uh, working on the conversion board... Uh, uh, kit as time allows but again that's just one of those things uh you know i i will say this um uh, i 
you know, I have people ask me about the, the conversion kit board and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, I'll get to it as I can and it will be done when it's done. Uh, I'm working on it, but, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things where we'll, we'll have it when it's, when it's ready. So you're so. going to be able to actually do that, right? I know that there's been some discussion as of late having to do with the artwork and all that fun stuff. And I don't know so, if you want to get into that. Yeah, but. I have no problem getting into that. So yeah, we're going to do the conversion kit, but if you go up on the, on the Skyskipper Project website, the conversion kit is going to be for the folks that that um that, that have the tnx boards and we're keeping it uh we're keeping it at, at a very low number of kits that we're going to do so is this going to be for public consumption so no. you have to prove that you and, and again before and this kind of even goes back to some of the conversations i know that have been carried on in some some groups group chats here and there on facebook and yeah, oh yeah uh, it's all public record type stuff oh yeah, yeah. this is this isn't your all's decision as much as it is you're respecting the license holder. That's exactly right. And, and, and through discussions with our contacts at Nintendo. You're you're within rails, and rightfully so. We are within rails. You're the ones asking to do stuff. That's they exactly. are not looking to have stuff done. That's and exactly right. So you're right. having to work as you should. Uh-huh. Within with, guidelines. Within their guidelines. That's and exactly then, right. At the end of the day, this is Brent Griffith words. Everybody else, too bad, so sad. Well, you know? it's it's one of those things where we have we have uh, we have faced uh, a bit of a backlash from uh, from those who from some who feel that uh, that they're entitled or that the public is entitled to this. And all I can say is is that we are working within guidelines that uh, that we have discussed with Nintendo, and we will honor those guidelines and honor our relationship and respect that relationship with nintendo Mm -hmm. case closed call nintendo and ask for it see what you get yeah exactly case closed so 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 yes i mean we we're going to have some stipulations around uh around who's who is going to be able to get this based upon those guidelines and uh that's that you know i mean it's it is just that Mm -hmm. so um Anyway, so yeah, if if you want to talk about it, contact me. Send me an email, Whitney at brokentoken.com. I am happy to talk to you about that if you have a beef with it or if you have or you have a question or interested about it. And we'll talk more about it at the Louisville Arcade Expo as well cuz I know the topic will come up. It comes up every it comes up now at this point every single time Skyskipper mm-hmm. gets mentioned. I mean, it's it's like part and parcel. And that's okay, but uh you know, we we had a project to do and we we wanted to bring this game back to the public eye and we've done that with nintendo's help and what we continue to do is under nintendo's uh is is under their um is, is under, un- under their got their uh, under their vision under, under, their, under, their, yeah. under their watch authority eye. yeah yeah that's exactly and under their graciousness okay and you don't uh you do not uh disrespect those types of relationships so that's that so you, you mentioned that the conversion board for tnx board owners is going to be out there yeah, but you can yeah. still and i think you mentioned to me that this documentation is going to be out there oh sure you can do a manual i guess conversion on your tnx board right i mean is there a couple ways is there a yeah, couple paths yeah, to the yeah, same there, end there is there is and and we're we're working now to get the conversion process uh for the tnx boards um 
documented mm-hmm. and when it's when it's finished i mean we'll we'll share it up on the project website and everything like that so i mean it's we're not purposely trying to withhold information it's just that you have to go about all of this in a very prescriptive way uh because nintendo has been involved mm-hmm. and that's that's just the best way to say it you just cannot run at uh, a speed of 100 miles an hour because people are clamoring for what they think what they think they should have and uh, that, that's just it, it just doesn't work that way maybe other things in life do this 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 particular <laughs> one does not so got it yeah so anyway so so there's that so skyskipper is uh, is continuing on um I did get a bit of opportunity to install uh, the color DMD display that I had in my Star Trek uh, pinball. And, man, it looks so good. Uh, I did go ahead, Brent, and did what I've done to my my other Stern machines. I swapped the back box T-molding for black. And it it just makes the game look a thousand what times on better. It? Red. It was red. It, and here's the huh. thing. The, the, game's, the art's primarily bluish, yes, isn't it? Yes. And, okay. And I'm trying the, to remember. And here's the thing. It has so much blue in it, and the um, the armor, okay, on the game and the legs are actually like a um, almost like a burgundy sparkle, a, uh, like a powder flake burgundy color. So, and your so, game's a your game's a premium, premium, okay, yeah, all right, and and so it's a it's a wine kind of colored red, mm-hmm. okay. The, all the armor is kind of wine colored red. I don't. Me personally, I don't care for the hue of the red at all, but that's that's the way the game came. And the back box tea molding was this bright candy apple red, and it just and that the, seems kind of two just clashed. Is that it what they not, put on the pro? Maybe I, I have no idea. I, I'd I have bet, to go back and look. well, the head art would be different on, between the pro. Yeah, the and tra- the, translates different. And everything. Yeah, well, I mean, on the sides. Oh, on the side. I don't yeah, know if it's different between too. the pro and the premium. Mm, I don't know. I'd have to go back and look. Generally, they are. Yeah, I can't remember they back are. then. But the thing about it is, it just it just did not match at all it's just completely in my eyes just a completely bad match so mm-hmm. i yanked all that off and put black on in it and and then after getting it on there i look at it and i'm like <sighs> that's so much better <laughs> so it, much just, it just looks so much nicer so anyway so so that's that i got that done so the only other thing brent and i i'm I'm fearful because I think I'm going to open a little bit of a can of worms on this, but it's okay to do this. And, and I'm kind of curious as to what, what your thoughts on this on this may be. But I had a situation happen to me over the over the holidays where um, I don't know if it was a bit of a sur- if I took a bit of a surge or if I, I or if maybe I just had a component blow out on it or what. But I had a wireless access point in my house go out. Okay. Just one? Just one for my Wi Fi. Okay. And so it was uh it was time for me to at that point it, it made it time for me to um replace that, that Wi Fi access point. So I had to get into uh kind of behind the uh the power center that I have in my game room and kind of get into everything okay because i had the i had the wi-fi access point mounted on uh, mounted on a metal plate and everything like that so so anyway um got into that and in lo and behold unfortunately this happened after christmas so that i didn't have to deal with it leading up to having all the all the you know family and friends and all that kind of stuff over
whatever. But um, what it forced me to do was to get back into that power center and literally revisit revisit cleaning it all up, okay? And so in my game room, I have got, and I'm not sure how you're, I'm not sure how many circuits you have here. In the, well, I could count them, but I, I don't have my glasses on, so I, I can't. I have five 20-amp circuits five tw- Five 20-amp circuits. That's just for the games. Just for the games. Yeah, then the, okay. lighting, the lighting is on different circuits, and then there's some other outlets that remain hot when the game room is off, and they're on their own, too. Yeah, gotcha. Okay. Well, it's way overkill for this space. Well, well, you've got a lot of pinball though. So, so that 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 adds into it. But the way that my the way that my house is set up is I've got two dedicated 15 amp circuits in that room and then two dedicated 20 amp circuits in that room. Okay? So I've got a total of four. Um Really, though, only three of them were usable from from the sense of running games because I run all my lights and my signs and everything like that on on one of the 15 amp circuits, and then I do run some of the arcade games on that circuit because the, between my lights and my signs and stuff like that, I'm only using I'm only consuming like uh, maybe tops three amps, okay? Because they just and when you say lights, are you talking about the, like the general room lights, or are you talking about just like decorative lights? Decorative lights. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, that, right, yeah, yeah, black yeah. light, decorative lights, st- stuff gotcha. like that. They, they don't really they don't really run much at all uh so i run the balance of the arcade games and all of my pinball machines spread across the remaining 15 amp circuit and the two 20 amp circuits okay so uh, my room is not set up like yours where you've got a dead man switch kind of like a i guess mm-hmm. like like a throw like yeah. one of the um what are they called it's it's like a it's like a throw switch and a knife sw- big knife, knife switch a knife yeah. switch thank you that's what i was looking for i don't have mine on a knife switch i know you've got yours on a knife switch but but uh, the the challenge that I have is because mine are mine are all running on circuits that lead to the outlets in the room itself. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had to run uh, I've had to run some wire, and then I have I've had to come up with a, a or devise a way to start up the games in the sense to where they 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 stay within the balance load across all the circuits, and that I don't just fire everything up all at one time. Right. Okay. Because I didn't get really an opportunity to design my room with power. In in mind i had to kind of retrofit a lot of stuff in, in my room okay so so yeah. you came up with it i remember you talked about this on an earlier show it's, you, it's been a long you've time you've got this power center concept where you've got like a rock yeah, yeah. in the corner of the room and That's then you've right. got uh switches, switches i think yeah within yeah. this rock within these distribution uh devices that you've got higher end heavy duty power strips basically That's, with discrete switches that's right that then fan out through the room fan out through the room yes and so what it does is it it does allow me to fire up only three games if i only wanted three games to turn on you know so it is nice from that standpoint but um but yeah, it, it, so you're correct. It, it's a telecom rack that I cut down mm-hmm. and painted. It's 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 actually very nicely done. And what I use are uh, they're they're called they're essentially they're essentially DJ equipment, but they're eliminator. They're E107, and they're that's the model number, make and model number, and they're an eight rocker, fifteen amp power switch. And I'll, I'll have pictures of these in, in the show notes. But what it is, it, each one of these are are heavy duty, fifteen amp power power distribution block with eight discrete outlets on it uh, for a combined total uh, power uh, power availability of fifteen amps. Okay, so by using these, I am actually leaving uh, five amps. Uh, a combined total of 10 amps on the table because these are fused and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And they work, man, they work extremely well, but 
the reason I'm, I'm rethinking this now is because I'm getting I'm getting more pinball and bringing in the total nuclear annihilation. And Brent, I was looking at the specs on that. That thing runs at eight amps. Oh wow! It has eight amps of draw. Well, there's a lot going on. There is. There is a lot going on. So so just the sheer fact of me adding. When it probably doesn't run. Is that like? Is that? The, I bet that's peak. That's peak. I bet that's yeah, peak. But still, okay. you need but, to consider. But you, yeah. But you need to be considerate of that. Okay. Because it's got its own sub. It has the light on the top it has you know it, there's just a lot going on there um you know I, i'm going to put a meter on it after i get it and play it and record what the peak is but if it says eight amps then i need to be able to plan for that but just the sheer fact of me adding tna to my game room is going to force me to rebalance my game room a little bit mm-hmm. now the great thing about this is is i can i can wheel my telecom rack around on its corner uh, on an edge and i can rebalance my game room in like 20 minutes mm-hmm. it takes me like no time to rebalance it because i've got everything labeled i know where everything sits i i know that this pinball's on this circuit this is on this i know this one draws three amps i know my donkey kong draws an amp my beloved Donkey Kong. Dear Lord. Oh, I love that well, game. I, I, I know, love that game. I know so right much. off how we can how we can <laughs> rebalance some, that. How we can reduce some of the load in your game room. <laughs> uh, yeah, but Brent, we're, I'm not taking that piece of advice. So, you know, but but, in, but you, you but you you know where I'm going yeah. with this. And so I, I mean, I've done this as modular as I possibly can be, given what I've got to work with. But I I I am at the point now, and I'm kind of curious if you've if you've gone through this uh, through this or not. Have you ever done in your house, not in the game room, but in your house, have you ever done per circuit power monitoring? I have not. Okay. No. Okay. I have not. Well, I'm at the point now where I, I'm I think I, I feel like I need to I mean, where would you even how would you even do that? Because you'd have to get the the head of the circuit and then put basically put, put the clamps on put a it. clamp a clamp uh-huh. type meter that could tell you what your amp draw is yeah well yeah. i say how you do it and then i answer my own question yeah but that is that is how you yeah. do it and but what we're talking you're talking about the same thing i am where you can you can get these in most of your home supply stores uh-huh. uh in over in the elect- electrician or le- 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 the, le- electri- the electrical I, this section. is my first podcast folks. yeah podcast <laughs> it's my first podcast folks the electrical section and it, it looks like a multimeter and on one end of it is this kind of this ring like clamp like a yeah and there's a clamp clamp, clamp it's a, but, it's a donut. but it opens up and then closes and then it will it can read through inductance the if memory serves what your amp draw is across a wire mm-hmm so you can go yeah. into your breaker panel or wherever clip on and you yeah. can read what you are what you're pulling amp wise. That's, that's exactly right and what i've done and th- this was this is actually uh this is actually proven to be real handy is i've actually made my own like um foot and a half or two foot long extension cords that i that i make out of the stranded wire okay mm-hmm. and so uh, a green lead a white lead and a black lead okay that are that are of course they're they're wrapped but they're not in a cord it's just the three separate wires yep. and then i've oh, wired yeah. one to a receptacle and then one to to an outlet okay in a pronged outlet and then you can plug anything into you know you can plug anything into that and then plug plug my little extension cord 
that that's trademarked. <laughs> my trade, little extension my cord. My little extension cord trademark pending. Available on Stern. Yeah, exactly. Into into the outlet, uh, or I'm sorry, into the receptacle, into the wall, and then you can I can put a power meter right over uh, oh, right over one of the oh, wires. That's and a then, great and then idea. I can take my meter and say, huh, that space heater is pulling 3.2 so, amps. But basically, what you're doing is is I want to know. I, I don't want to know the entire circuit, but I want to know whatever I'm going to plug into this. That that's exactly well, right. Have you ever heard of a kilowatt? Yeah, I do have a kilowatt. A kilowatt, which yeah. is, it does the same thing in that you're making an extension and you're using a probably a little higher end specialty yeah. tool, mm-hmm. the equivalent of an electrician's meter. Yes, yes. Whereas a kilowatt, you plug it into the outlet and, and then it, it has its just own gives you a readout. Yeah. Well, you plug it into the receptacle and it has its own receptacle. That's exactly then you plug right. the device. It's it still sta- it stands in the middle. It still. stands in the middle. Yeah. Okay. Well, what I'm looking for is something that stands. I don't in know the- if it tells amps though. Um, a kilowatt, no. A kilowatt does not tell amps. It tells, it tells amp hours. It tells amp hours, and it tells watts, which you then do the math and yeah, you can your convert amps. to amps yeah. based on the watts. Um, but an amp meter, like you're talking, it just does it right off. It just does it right yeah. off. And I do have a clip-on amp meter, okay, where you can, you can clip it just over a bare lead, and it will measure the inductive draw, and then, mm-hmm. tell, then it will infer the number of amps that are being, pull, that are being pulled through there. The, all that being said, um, I'm really looking for a way where I can do that monitoring down at my power center rather than having to trundle my happy little keister all the way back up to my panel yep. to, to see where the, to see where that's at and I and you know so I'm talking about the need for something that I know there are solutions out there for I just had to spend the time on figuring out so what what I what what's I really your overall want. fear because I know you've picked up some pinballs over the past 24 months or do you think you're going to start tipping the scales and push Push, push push too much on one circuit yeah. and, and it would be nice if for the for the for the four circuits that i have what i what i'm eventually wanting to get to is the point to where i can have a little display screen and i can see exactly how many amps are being consumed on all four of those circuits that that's what that's what mm. i'm driving towards so okay? basically you just need a digital real-time amp meter yeah yeah exactly and i've and i've done man dude i've burned hours looking for this already you know on on the interwebs and trying to figure out can i get it uh can i get it into a format where i use arduinos for this and then i then i push it to a, a you know push it to a web server and then i pick it up and throw it in a powerpoint or something you know something where it's like mm-hmm. updated real time and it's kind of slick and, and it's got a nice interface on it and stuff like that well, i mean but, you you could just get just one that you can you can mount them on your rack yeah is what i'm saying you don't have to go might wind up ultimately might wind up doing is because i have the telecom rack i'm thinking on getting the displays and literally just mounting them on the rack itself on one of the free spaces one of the free panel spaces on the rack here's one on amazon Small digital ammeter, and they say amp meter in forty-two different ways. So that I guess it'll come up on all your searches. Yeah, and it's just a three-digit LED display in a little like panel mount box, and it looks like it's it's forty-five millimeters. What is that? Four and a half centimeters. Yeah, four and a half centimeters. Yeah, four four and a half by three. Of course, now this is made to be. It's got little clips in it, so you can mount it in a panel. Yeah, yeah you know, but yeah, yeah. So, so there, there's, there's always going to be some, some jimming. Yeah. that has to be done with it. But anyway, that it, it's, it's led me to, to searching for a solution for that because when I was looking at the specs on TNA and I saw, 
yeah, I saw the the amp load that that's going to incur. I'm like, whoa, that's uh, eight amps. That is literally seven Nintendo cabinets running all the time. And it's like, I'm going to have to plan for that. I would and, think a Nintendo actually pulls a little more. Mm, no, it, it, uh, Nintendo pulls about one to... Uh, it does? Uh, point, let's say 0.9 to 1.1, depending. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. I'd have lost that bet. Yep. No, it's all good. But uh, that's Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Jr., yeah, point, point 0.9 to 1.1 pretty much all the time is, is about what it pulls. And so, anyway, so so there's that. Um, I did wind up – so I'm, I'm going to look for a solution for that. I, like I say, I've – I've done. Uh, I, I, it's almost analysis paralysis at this yeah, point. Uh, you yes, know, where yeah, you've I understand. Look, you've looked through so much, but um, uh, anyway, replacing my my Wi-Fi access point caused me to rework my home network, my home Wi-Fi network. I won't get into all that. It's that's unless you're unless you're a big geek on VLANs and stuff <laughs> like that. I, that's I wound up just VLANing the you entire know, I house. Can, I can kind of be because I mean I understand that stuff from from my job. Yeah. But on the, on the yeah. my my Wi-Fi network setup here is just so rudimentary. I mean, other than security, yeah. In terms of how it's sliced and diced, that's just yeah. Well, you know, it, I mean, my thing is is that at my house, I've got uh, you know we've got a couple a few game consoles. We got my wife's laptop, my laptop. I've got the stuff that I do for work, which mm-hmm. can house some some very company sensitive information. I've got you know my my server, my NAS, you know streaming media. I've got all this stuff that is just kind of like Whitney's family stuff. And then when I have when I have guests over, I, I don't really want them on that network. So I, oh, just, I understand. I, so I just took the time, and it it just I had to peel it all back and just kind of reapproach. How I did it, and I just I literally just uh, cut my home network up into a series <laughs> of VLANs, and then uh, you know just I had to go through and configure my switches and get tagging working on all my switches, and then uh, set up a, a dedicated VLAN for the guest network. And uh, it, it's nice; they have their own subnet now, and they're they're completely off my network and they're screened. I've got and, my own subnet. Yeah, Yay! I've got my own subnet. Yeah. Hey, I'm on my own VLAN, yay! And uh, for for folks who do networking uh, out in the audience, they'll be they'll totally get this. A lot of people would just be like, "I don't, I don't really care what he's talking about." But anyway, it was uh, it it's was kind of like most of our show. Exactly, it was a bucket list item, and I'm just I'm just glad to have gotten it done. So the last thing that I'll that I'll lead into here, Brent, and then we can get into the interview with uh, Jeremy Flights. It in almost invariably when i started looking at this this power metering uh this power metering angle for my game room it immediately led me to the scenario of you know something i've got a lot of expensive boxes down here i probably ought to get them on some kind of surge suppression and i wanted to ask you do you do anything for whole house surge suppression i do not okay and i have considered it and I I need to understand more about it because to me, yeah. when I think surge suppression, I think old school where you've got a little surge suppressor deal and uh, you're going to, sh- I guess, either shunt off any surge to ground or you're going to open a relay or something and shut off a power strip. And I don't know how that works on a whole home. Well, so I, I want to understand that. And I get it. My home is an older home. Yeah. So the entire 
place is not three wire, which may not mean anything to anybody. So do you have do you have a mixture of two wire and I three do. wire? Oh, you I do. do. Okay. So basically, what it, it might be it might be good for you to explain that real fast. It, well, you've got um, a hot and a neutral. Typically, you're uh-huh. you're white and you're black. If you're if you're wiring an uh, an outlet, uh-huh. and you're if you're looking at an outlet, your hot and your neutral are, are what's on the two prongs, the vertical parallel prongs yeah. in the U.S. that you see. Yeah, yeah electricity in, electricity out. Right. So yeah. then you've got uh, in, in on U.S. receptacles, you've got, and I'm sure some other uh, other countries as well, just a variation of what the what the actual receptacle and the plug looks like. You've got a third round pin, which is an earth ground. Earth ground. Okay. Right, yeah. And it literally will go to earth. Uh-huh. It goes somewhere off, either at your house or at the power pole or down the, wherever, however it's wired. It goes into a rod right into the ground. Right into the ground. And what you're doing in surge suppression and uh ground faulting is is your you've got a device that's looking at potential as it's bound and this is this is a terrible terrible explanation of all this and i'm actually i'm leaning but, but a little for, bit. well from a layman's yeah. perspective for the show it's going to work yeah, yeah. You're, you're looking at where current is and isn't and where it should and shouldn't be and at what level yeah and some devices making an intelligent decision to stop that before you get outside of a safety margin yeah okay yeah. and you're using all those pins all those connections to make this decision yeah to, to, shun, to shunt the electricity away from humans right so so yeah so so it's all good well my, my house is all three wire okay mm-hmm. and so i'm fortunate in that regard but what i what this is what this has led me kind of the rabbit hole that this that this has taken me down is i've really started looking pretty hard at whole home surge suppression because we've got uh we've got uh geothermal in our house and the replacement cost on that is just astronomical and of course you know you get you get these games in the house and everything like that and and i'm just looking at it from a precautionary precautionary standpoint and i'm just curious if any if any of our listeners out there do uh whole house surge suppression what they use in fact i'm actually going to start this i should probably put this up on the facebook page and just and just open a discussion on this but uh I'm, i'm looking at doing this brent and everything that everything that you do installs in your panel mm-hmm. okay yep. i'm it, sitting here looking at a couple of yeah, these installs in in you know if you have a sub panel then you there's there's other criteria for whether or not you put a surge suppressor in that panel but ultimately what the surge suppressor does is it it, it installs in an o in an open circuit spot on your panel to where it has direct contact to the bus bars inside your panel mm-hmm. and then can shunt the the surge to ground Okay, and so ultimately, what these are these are boxes or devices that in, that you wire into your electric panel, and they'll have like an LED indicator on it to to indicate whether or not they're good or whether they've they've taken a hit and they're they're no longer providing protection or anything like that. Uh, I I have narrowed my choice right now to to two of these potentially. The first one is. The Schneider Electric, it's the HEPD, HEP D eighty. That's what I'm looking at. And see if I, this would work in my in my in my scenario. Where I run into some weird issues is is trying to do ground fault outlets, yeah, which is a different I, discussion. Different discussion altogether, and, actually. And, but this should work for in your box yeah. because it's just installed on the bus bars in the box yeah. and then it then it and your box is gonna have a ground in it. Yes. And so yeah. you can so you can use this and then take it to the ground in the box and you're fine. Mm-hmm. You know? The other one that I uh, that I like a lot, but I have never but I've not really decided to pull the trigger on this 
is one called uh, the Smart Guard. It's from a company called Intermatic. Sam, this is interesting because I know that company and I know of Intermatic doing. What's uh, your What's your opinion do, on them? Well, the only way I know them is doing like decorative lighting. Yes, and you see Intermatic a lot on uh-huh. the timers for like timers and uh, garden lights. Yes, and, yes, in uh, the like mood lighting and, and yeah, and accent lighting and stuff like that. But but the the thing about the Intermatic, this is called the IG two two four zero IMS. This is not to be confused with IG eighty eight, who is the bounty hunter droid in Empire Strikes Back. I'm. I'm in color me impressed. Okay. I'll just, I'm just going to leave that at that. Right, color me impressed. Uh, move on, sir. Yeah, yeah. Okay. In the interest of time. So, so <laughs> Jim in, Hale just puked. He's laughing. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, Hey Jim. And so on this, uh, the, the intermatic, this is a panel that installs beside your electrical panel. And what this does is this is wired again, wired into one of the open circuit spots on your existing panel, but this has end user replaceable consumable surge cartridges that as the as the surge protector takes a surge, it will burn through or burn out these these cartridges and in order to uh and in order to to continue to provide surge suppression after you've had a surge event if the if the cartridges are consumed you you pop them out I don't, and then you put new ones in i don't understand that because to me i would think looking at the other it's it had some astronomical rating of that it that it could shunt over i wouldn't think you'd want to be able to burn out the the connection that's bleeding off this surge. Yeah, it, like a reverse fuse. Yeah, no, I, I get it, I get it. But I, I think where this goes is, uh, and each one of these are tied to the three legs to the three legs inside mm-hmm. your 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 panel. Okay, right. so you're hot, you're hot, you're neutral, and you're ground. And so, um, so that's the reason why you have the three cartridges. Was it hot, neutral, ground, or because in a panel you should alternate? If memory serves, you're going to come in like two hots and a neutral. So then each breaker that, alternates that, a different hot. Yeah, exactly. And this runs off of a dual pole, uh, a dual pole breaker, okay. well, a dual pole circuit as well. Because that'll get the that'll get both that'll get them. both of the, that, that right. gets that gets both of the one tens out of or both the one twenties out of your two forty is what it right. does. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's where yeah. I'm going. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So you yeah you and I are on the same spot. So are on the same on the same path here. So. So what this does is this protects all three legs, uh, but it'll do it with four wires. So so two 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 hot wires for the, for both of the hots and then the neutral on the ground. And so anyway, so this allows you to pop the cartridges out and put them in, and it's end user replaceable without you having to get into your panel and un unwiring your blown surge suppressor and wiring in a new one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like the idea. I really do. It doesn't have near the specs on it that the Schneider device does. And the Schneider one is Amazon had for like one hundred and ten dollars. One hundred and ten bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah one hundred. I mean, that seems like very cheap insurance. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, and very easily installed mm-hmm. at the same time. You know. So anyway, so so there's that. I. I'm at the point where I'm getting enough investment in my game room and just other random crap across the house that I, I'm 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 going to put one of these in. 
Now I'm I'm definitely going to put one of these in. And if anybody else has gone down this route, I would I'd love to know what you did. So you're so going to spend my money. How's that? So going to happen. <laughs> yeah, buddy. So anyway, so anyway, Brent, that's uh that's it. That's my that's my holiday season. Uh, that's my progress over the past month in a nutshell well, uh, as you can tell i've walked away far more confused than when i started <laughs> so how about that well I, we already mentioned following this we're going to have an interview with jeremy flights of little arcade expo it was a great uh, we had a great time it's great talking to jeremy uh he's going to talk to us quite a bit more in the not too distant future probably to the point of being totally tired of looking at the two of us um Man, I hope I've just got a little bit more game stuff going on for next week. Like I said, I just feel a little thin, but you know, it's we've, we keep making this excuse, but it's real. I mean, life is just kind of caught up, and dude, we, when we get this, to enjoy the hobby, it's still it's still fun, dude. This this is all upside, man. Yeah. You, you got to think about it like that. I mean, I I try not to beat myself up over what I do and what I don't do because it's all upside. Hey, know? man, I got so, new Vectrex games. I don't yeah. see this arcade stuff's going away. This is a this is a thing <laughs> of the past. I'm going to Vectrex it. Uh, hilarious. All right, so I tell you what, everybody sit back and let's, uh, let's listen to Jeremy and we'll discuss Louisville Arcade Expo for 2018. That sounds good. Let's do it. Here in the Broken Token studio, we are, I'm going to say, blessed and graced because uh, Jeremy keeps coming back for more year after year after year. And, no uh, joke. I yeah, mean, if, if I everyone could have just heard the abuse that he took <laughs> prior to us starting. Prior to this going. And then, he's sitting closest to the door. Yeah, and he hasn't got up and left. Well, so he is kind of wired in. He, he's good to go. But now we have uh, Jeremy Flights. Uh, he is one third of the group that puts on the Louisville Arcade Expo year after year. And uh, Dare, Jer- Dare I say the best third. The best third. Well, I just yeah. couldn't come up with a good excuse. I mean, you know, it's, 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 it's like, all good. Yeah. It's like, you know, all right, hey guys, let's, let's get together. And, and Joe's like, oh, well, uh, uh, I'm sick. Uh, uh, I'm sick. Uh, uh. And then Matt's like, yeah, I'm in the Bahamas. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> dude, there's Skype in the Bahamas. Really yeah, they've got internet in the Bahamas. <laughs> yeah. This right. is 2018. And you can, you can Skype from your deathbed. I mean, I've seen people do it, so it's no big I, deal. I don't understand. Yeah. I, all I know You're is committed, dude. When, Thank you. I was about to say, Whitney, when I, when I think of the word dedication, mm-hmm. I think of Jeremy Flights. I think of Jeremy right. Flights, yes. Well, you know something? Louisville Arcade Expo, Jeremy, this is what? Wh- which year are we looking at now? Not to put you on the spot, but I'm going to put you on the spot. No, this, this, is the, uh, this is 2018, Whitney. That is correct, yes. That's the year. It, no, I understand that. <laughs> well, you did answer the question I asked. Thank you. <laughs> so what, so what is the consecutive I may, show number? I think I may that? have found the next fill-in host. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, actually, this will be the eighth one. The so that's, eighth one. That's that, so yes. easy about our show. It's, you know, 2019 with the ninth one. Exactly. No, that works out well. So, so no, we've got Jeremy here in the studio to walk us through uh, all things that are going to be going on with the Louisville Arcade Expo mm-hmm. from just uh, how the floor layout's going to be, uh, show attractions, seminars, uh, special guests, and then just anything uh, crazy and stupid that may happen uh, from, I guess, the, the time in between it starts and it closes. Well, let's so. just get to the, right. the yeah. important question. Yeah. Uh, I've been dying to know, did you all finally find room for the uh, water slide? Uh, no. Oh, I'm no. out. Sorry. I'm done. I've, yeah. I've, I've held on this long way, and it's not going to happen. I'm out. Actually, I would love to have like, one of those little sprinkler dudes, like the like the little yellow alien with the little red things that came off. Oh, yeah, came, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I those yeah. even called. But. Oh, yeah. That would be cool. <laughs> those things are awesome. Put, I think water slide oh. going down the hallway, that big, long hallway, hey. and just have Actually, a water Pee-wee slide. Actually, Pee-wee Herman had awesome. one. That's how he, and Pee-wee's big adventure. That's how he watered his lawn. What you do is you put that right in the middle of the foyer. Okay, and then when people come in, what sanitizing solution? Sanitizing solution, we mm-hmm. can do that. 
I wonder how many folks of the younger generation even know what those are. Are those still a thing? Because what you can do is you can just, we'll put it on a relay and when everyone kind of crowds around it wondering what it is, then you push the button. Yeah. That would be, oh. It probably went the way of the lawn jart. Oh, it's, I remember yeah. those days. Yeah, and, back when, and playing croquet. Back when kids were kids. That's yes, too. yes. Yeah, I don't know anyone that survived a lawn jart. <laughs> for, for those that don't know what jarts are, Google. Yeah, look, look it up. Look it up. Or, you know, Sunday afternoons, family playing croquet. So right. yeah. I'm going to just sit over here and drink my coffee like that Kermit the Frog. All, all, good, all, good, Go ahead. all, all right. good times. All good times. So, so Jeremy, I think this is, uh, this is the opportunity that we wanted to take just to – just kind of look into what's going on with the show this year. I mean, it undeniably uh, your your show has gotten just bigger and bigger and better and better every year. I mean, whether it's ramp up on the on the show, let's say on the special guests that show up for the seminars and uh, just the attractions and how you guys have the floor laid out and uh, of course the pinball tournament and everything like that. So I know show I know a lot of the shows are so, somewhat more alike than they are different just because of base content and everything like that mm-hmm. but how's uh, how's 2018 shaping up for everybody that's going to attend yeah 2018 uh, is looking amazing um i mean it's it's just so weird it's like every single year it's just how are we going to make it just a little bit better or, yeah. or to us how a little bit better um and we always make a little bit of tweaks to the layout like you're like you're saying yeah uh the really the biggest difference this year is we're moving the pinball tournament into the other room which is called the julia bell but it's where the other vendors were Okay. Um, and then we're bringing more vendors out Wasn't to the main the area. Wasn't that boat from Maverick? Uh, Lauren Bell. Lauren Bell, yeah. If there's anything I can do, yeah. it's completely screw uh, up awkward, a stream of I'm sorry, dude. Awkward silence. My <laughs> no, no, that was good. Yeah. I, had to, I had to really think there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I was sitting there rolling that backwards. Wait, I'm like, wait, wait, It's wait. like, I got nothing. No, it's from Perfect Storm. Andrea Gale. Sorry. Oh, I did not like was that, that movie at all. What was the boat mm. that went down with Leonardo DiCaprio? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So you're moving yeah. the pinball tournament. Yes. Yeah, and uh, it just allows for the pinball tournament folks to have more control over the uh, the lighting um, and a little bit more crowd control. Because you think about it, like that area right there with the vendors. Uh, last year just always gets so crowded it does and concession people mm-hmm. walking in and out for concessions and everything right. like that yeah i always yeah. wondered too like where you've had it in the past couple of years along that wall to the left as you walk in mm-hmm. and you, it's it ends kind of where that double door is that goes into the what's, right. what's that room that's the julia bell that's the julia bell room yep. okay it, how how the folks that if they were playing a game toward the end of that row how they dealt with but i guess that's part of it you've You're just right. got to be able to you got to be able to play whatever the situation is, right? So, and we're extremely fortunate again to have the uh, the Papa folks coming from Pittsburgh again to run the tournament stuff yeah. for us, which is a huge relief. Let, let me ask you, and I've always been kind of uh, curious about this: do, do the folks from Papa do they put any stipulations on how the tournament area is set up? I mean, have they have they given you any feedback and said, "Hey, doing a great job, but we would like you to make tweak X, tweak Y, and tweak Z um, to the setup?" Yeah, they they always give us feedback. Uh, they're they're extremely grateful that we even have a a area that's designated for them. Oh, okay, um, that's good. But every every year after the show, uh, we always set up our the, the the big I wouldn't say main vendors, but the big vendors as well as Papa to see. Uh, we always come up with a good, bad, and ugly. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's our that's our list, and mm-hmm. we always go through the good, bad, and ugly. We even go through that with Papa as well as the big vendors to say, okay, here's 
we just had our last show while it's fresh on the mind give us some feedback as far as what you what y'all liked and stuff okay and to be honest that's why we even moved it to the other rooms because one of the the papa guys came up to me and said you know it'd be so cool if we could have more control of that lighting and what if we just move it to that other room there and i was like that's a, that's a genius idea yeah I didn't, I didn't even think y'all would even like that yeah so, yeah. so yeah, it actually was their idea um, to even do that. Okay, so so that's going to be the room where the stage, the I guess the stage has typically been at for the for the conference or seminar uh, room. Well, was yes. it last year? Not because, last year. You're great. Yeah, but yes. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Prior years. Yeah. yeah. Prior mm-hmm. years. Yes. 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 Yep. Okay. Gotcha. So, uh, are like vendor concessions, or I'm sorry, concessions still going to be in that same room? They or, are. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be in that uh, like right around the corner yeah. through there. Um, and then the other, I guess the other big thing is, uh, like vendor wise, um, Larry kitchen, uh, he, he set up at the Nashville show. And if y'all remember that, that set up, he, um, had a lot of stern machines that he brought for Marco, um, as well as the Jersey Jack machines. And he kind of set up in the middle of yeah. the Nashville yeah. show. And I'm yeah. trying to, what's his company? Is that, um, flipping out, flipping out, flipping out, flipping out, flipping out. Yeah. Flipping out. yeah. yeah. He had he a- also nice spread of machines yes he yes. oh yeah yes, yes. He did. and and so we're gonna have that same type of setup for him um that's gonna be in the main room and he's gonna be kind of like a center island oh wow um so uh, the, the sad thing is we do only have limited space um so we actually have less um vendor tables because okay. of that okay but we're trying to still keep it so, so that our uh selection is pretty pretty good as far as vendors go yeah gotcha, gotcha. so has whitney slipped you the f- the 50 yet so that we don't end up in the restroom i know we okay. have to do it no. every- oh oh no we weren't supposed <laughs> no, to talk that's, about that's that. a very good call so actually if you remember if you remember where larry kitchen was last year yeah he was right beside us at the info desk yes he was uh, yeah. the broken token uh booth the uh, broken token podcast booth yeah he'll be like right next to the <laughs> no, no no right broken token classic right next to our info podcast. desk Oh, right next to the info desk. Yeah, okay. so like right between us and the the console tournament area. So you are going to be facing out towards the rest of the whole entire. You know what that tells me, Whitney? Oh, uh, nice. You know what that tells me? What's that? They feel the need to keep an eye on us. Uh, that's okay. Sort that's of. okay. <laughs> you know, beggars beggars uh, and choosers uh, should not should not cross. So right. it's all good. <laughs> The, the tall one's okay, but watch the short one with the curly hair. <laughs> He's no, trouble. No, that's awesome. I mean, it, it, that's good to know. That'll help us kind of formulate how we're going to approach setting up our table and, mm-hmm. and you know and, and everything like that. So that, that works out pretty well. So one thing, Jeremy, that I have always appreciated about your show is, uh, and I'll kind of bring this back to the floor plan, every year the floor plan layout is different, and it, fe- it makes it feel fresh every single time i mean there's been years where it's kind of had a, a kind of a, a i guess like a snake back kind of feel right. to it and there's times where it's been more of a circular kind of a donut ring mm-hmm. other times it's been more of a i guess more of a, a matrix kind of you know i right. guess kind of kind of block, square block off and everything like that mm-hmm. but regardless it feels like you've repurposed that space every single year and um and it just it just has a different every year's got a different vibe to it because of that it, it does yeah it does so so how how's this going to shape up for this year just out of curiosity um so other than those those two big changes there as far as the uh, the game layout and stuff they're going to be very similar um with the exception of uh you know the sensei pinball group they always bring a ton of games mm-hmm. that they do um, yes and it's it's actually i won't say hard to figure out where to place them but you got to make sure because of their their awesome selection of games that they have enough room for people to walk around and stuff to play them because they get yeah. longer lines yeah um so they're gonna they're gonna be actually where I think you all were set up last year. Oh, okay, back, back against that wall. So yeah, actually, but on the other side. Yeah, just oh, on the other you. side where we oh, were, because they yes. were right opposite in the opposite row of us. Correct, last and it year. got yeah. so crowded right there. It did. Yeah. It did. Um, You're and those, right. Those big power boxes too that the, that the hotel has is uh, um, 
you know, a little bit of a hazard to, to walk around. So we, we're yeah. trying to, to keep machines and stuff away from those as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. So for, for the, for everybody listening, what was the mix as far as games and pinball machines that you had last year? I mean, just off the top of your head, can you give us an approximate number of how many how many arcade games were there and how many pinball machines were there, just so people can kind of plan for yeah, what, for, gonna, what the, for what the mix will likely be? Right, and I'd, I'd approximate roughly 130 pinball machines were there over the weekend, wow. and yeah. about 120 arcades over the weekend. It's a lot of goodness, um, man. There were a few that 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 you know obviously come and went uh, during the show, but. Uh, at the end of Sunday, we did have a pretty good selection still. See, those numbers seem small to me because I walk in there and well, it, you can tick off 50 games quick and it just seems like there's way more. It just more seems like there's that. more. And maybe it's the layout that lends to it because it had a lot of curves and turns to it to where you would look at 10 machines and it looks like it bought you half of a wall mm-hmm. or something like, or half of a turn down mm-hmm. another aisle. But you're, yeah. you're right. I mean, it seems like a really big place. I mean, that's a lot. Don't get me wrong. It's a, it's a it lot. It feels like there's way more than But that it does feel like there's Could more than that. Could have been the medicine last year <laughs> but anyway you were gonna say something jeremy something, no probably something uh, useful as opposed to me yeah no i mean I, uh, I really feel that was kind of a conservative estimate i okay. don't want to give like a, a crazy estimate yeah. to everybody listening Four like, thousand games. Three, yeah exactly yeah yeah <laughs> Saturday, sure. Saturday, Sunday. Well, it, four thousand games. You know, it, it's interesting because there's there's a couple of fa- local Facebook groups, and we've had uh, we've had a lot of people just some 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 chatter going on those groups, and a lot of people are like picking up new pinball machines there mm-hmm. at, at the at the expo. A lot of people are looking forward to uh, hopefully seeing some some of the newer games uh, from Stern and others uh, make it out to the expo. So, I mean, can you give us any insight as to as, as to what vendors you know are going to be there and and maybe some of the some yeah. of the quote the the new a-list titles that, that might show up right so absolutely uh so so once again larry kitchen um he's like our main yeah. new game vendor yep uh he has an awesome uh promotional deal with marco and stern mm-hmm. that there's actually a stern promotional discount that as long as you buy the game and that game is uh, on free play for the whole entire weekend at a show. Yeah, that's actually considered a promotional item. So you get a promotional discount, which is much cheaper than um, really any other discount that I've ever seen. Um, so, really? so really, as far as the new inbox, uh, you know, pinball machine, as long as you're not, as long as you're okay with not actually, you know, unboxing it at your house. Yeah, and it's going to have you know a couple hundred plays on it. Yeah, um, then I would highly encourage that because you're gonna, you're going to save. Uh, I might I might be off, but a, a good thousand dollars. It's it's a pretty that, good chunk of money. That's savings. significant. Yeah, and then the other cool thing is, um, I'm actually looking myself at, at buying something um, through that. I'm not oh, sure what. D- oh, oh, pray tell. Oh, I'm, yes. not, I'm not sure what. Uh, oh yeah, you opened oh, you opened this can <laughs> yeah. now. I, I had I had I, come, come on my now. mind that you were going to buy a particular game. No, 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 off no, no, the no. I, I am buying it. I'll get okay. to that one too. Okay. Whoa, a two for one deal. Let's start on the on the stern side. If you think about it, if you buy a promotional game. Um, now I might I might be wrong. I never had this problem before, but I've only bought one new box game before in my life, um, which was a Ghostbusters. And um, I read a, a few times that people when they buy a new box, they unbox it, they set it up, and there's always issues with it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, you've heard our show, right? Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah, exactly. Right. Yes, we waxed on about that it left and right. right. But if you think about it, if you buy this promotional pinball machine and it's set up for over the weekend, your quote distributor. Is it's there. actually in their hands, yeah, right? So if yeah. there's an issue, he's going to get on Stern 
as quick as possible during the show. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking there's, it may, maybe it would be playable there. for the show and you get it with two plays on it. But. <laughs> well, that's actually not a bad call. Uh, so, so, yeah, you're right, Brent. Uh, so I did uh, at, at uh, the Chicago show last year, um, uh, the Chicago Pinball Expo, uh, I did see the Jersey Jack Reveal of Pirates of the Caribbean. And I'm... I'm a, a little bit of a Disney nut. Okay. <laughs> but, That's okay. fine. Oh, yeah. Actually, now, now, here's the thing. We, we're all fairly type A personalities, and when you say a little bit of something, <laughs> that means that if we were to go oh, yes. to your house, you're a lot of that. You know? Right. So, well, I mean, I do have a Tron. Okay, you know, enough, it's like, yeah. if you have a Tron, it's like, what would be right? You know, be awesome. I was telling my wife last night, I was like, you know what would be so awesome right next to that? Why don't we get a Disney's Pirates of the Caribbean? Mm-hmm. Which you already knew I've already ordered that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was oh, like, you have already ordered Yeah, that. I did the pre order. So oh. I don't think, I was reading online, though, I don't think the pre orders are going to be done until, or they're not ship until april may but i might be completely off um okay one of the jgp guys could totally uh you know fix that if it's wrong yeah it's, it's um okay. it'll be here when it's here right yeah, how about right. that yeah but then the other the other one uh that i'm really I, i'm it's really grown on me quick is uh a star wars stern star wars which <clears throat> I, okay. I, know, oh, no, no. I listened to yeah. your yeah that's podcasts. interesting and um, can, can you see the lopsided like th- grin like thing i've got going well on all i can tell you is, like, all hmm. i can tell you is is i just adjusted in my seat because it's like i saw now, that now, it was could, hilarious this could, this i wish be, i had that on video this could now, be a discussion in all fairness yes. it is all on yeah I, bring it now you've played it quite a bit i have i have logged quite a few plays yeah i've played it but it was like like zero 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 two code or whatever it was yeah, when it yeah. first hit. Right. Yep, yep. And it, I didn't really have time with it. Yeah, and right. I'll yeah. freely admit that that in Nashville that got wheeled into the panel room, and I can, and I can't recall the. Okay, group. Nashville was a very early version of the. Yes, game. yes, yeah, yeah. 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 E- even even though it was just three months ago, so right. I totally get that. Right. Yeah. yeah, and. When they wheeled in into a panel room, there was someone giving a presentation on how to stream, mm-hmm. and I just there I heard callouts and directions and stuff that I couldn't hear. Obviously, I couldn't mm-hmm. yeah. couldn't hear on the floor. On the floor, yeah. so having some alone time with it might. Right, and I'm making it, air quotes. It, yeah, might it, it change might, my it, opinion. And I and I do have to I I have to say the same thing. I mean, I have to be respectful of of the of the title and everything concerned. I just to date, I'm just my jury's no, still I, out. Yeah, so. I completely understand. Uh, I mean, and really, what I would encourage anybody to here's the thing: like when Star Wars was announced, the first thing I thought I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is going to be an amazing, fully populated playfield. It's going to have mm-hmm. so much stuff mm-hmm. on it. It's going to yes. have." You know, like a, a real star destroyer that's going across, yeah. And, and the force is going to use the pinball. And it's going to, you know, just like go through every. I mean, there's going to be there's amazing, be magnets most amazing, everywhere, and it's everywhere. Everywhere. the force, right? It's not magnets; it's the force. It's right? the force. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm with you. I'm a but it's actually a lot more open. It's yeah. a lot more open. Yeah. Um, but honestly, when I when I thought about, it, I was like, you know what? It's a, it's a, if you think of it as just a a nice open play field type fast design, and you just go in with that. Uh, it's actually not that bad of a machine um, as far as like a fast playing machine. Um, you know, it's like more of a, I'm not going to say a throwback to the, the older type machines, but um, you don't need like a, a medieval madness type of. Not to Richie, right? It's a it Richie. Well, yeah. And he's yeah. always. It's more Attack from Mars ish. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's he fun. likes those fast, fast. games. He likes those fast yeah. fan layouts. But, yep. yeah. but honestly, like with the latest code update, I mean, just how fast it goes when you're trying to shoot TIE fighters and stuff mm-hmm. and going to hyperspace, that's exactly what kind of game you want. The, you the, want it's, it it's what you want it to be. Right. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so, so you know, Last Jedi, last Jedi came out, 
and uh, we we took my kids to <laughs> There's it. There's a whole other discussion well, there as well. I'm just I'm just trying to <laughs> yeah. I'm planting all these little seeds everywhere. Yeah, oh, so that yeah. way I just I, I'm just watching. Whitney's about to blow up. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting over here. His head just like about ready to pop. He's like, you got to yeah. kid me. Yeah. Uh, so I took my kids to it. Uh, we saw it on opening night and. Uh, the porgs are like the new Ewoks. Yeah. You oh, know? yeah. And they love Chewbacca. Well, no, and I'll give, you, I'll give it this. The porgs maybe are like the new Ewoks, but I think they're a little bit more endearing, and I think they, they kind of... Okay. Definitely. Yeah, right. they kind of... Mm, I, I like let's just go with i like the porgs better in the way they they were in the movie yes. than the, the ewoks right. well you and know, you know something chewbacca did too i mean he had one on a stick that and it looked yeah, super it looked tasty called, man that looked very tasty spoiler, it looked very tasty hey, man spoiler alert sorry about that it's too yeah. too well, soon well, yeah. I mean, no no tasty just meant cool looking he was okay just, yeah the pork was sitting oh, on is a that, stick is that is that what the kids say now oh dude you're so tasty <laughs> yeah. the, okay the, all right the pork was just sitting on a stick it wasn't a yeah he was just hanging out yeah he did yeah yeah it was kind of endearing how it started to how like Chewbacca. Yes, it, it was in those big eyes. I yeah. mean, I was sitting there in the theater watching it, and it was like, I, I love those eyes, you know. Right. So, so my kids are uh, they're they're coming, and we watched all the uh, all the movies of Star Wars up to that right before seeing episode fantastic so yes yeah like every week on friday we would just watch the next one next one okay so my kids how did you you start them in in what order did you play i know there's a couple different orders but we actually did one through Uh uh-huh seven okay um now some people do the four five six one two three um i've also heard that you can do uh four five two three six and don't even think about one. Uh, rubbish. No, which which the idea is like, it's all about you is know, this Luke, like, Luke Skywalker then finding out about his father. And then he's like, oh, and then we had the father flashback of two and three, how he became the father. And six is like, it's, back it's, together. is this like Back to the Future? <laughs> You're overthinking are, are, are it. You, are you one three two or one two three? Right. <laughs> that whole discussion. <laughs> right. Hey, you know, we're not talking a single thing about what we brought Jeremy in here oh, yeah, to talk sorry, about. Sorry. Yeah, well, I bad. just want to know why you didn't go one two three Rogue One four five six. That, you know seven. something? As the oh oh, I'm sorry. No, I did do Rogue One. Sorry, I did one two three Rogue One four five six All seven. Right. Exactly. You're right. I, I mean, you I'm have sorry. to watch them in. Uh, you have yeah. to watch them in a chronological order of the story because it it just feels so much more natural yes. that way yes yeah so anyway rogue one was a fantastic so, movie so after doing that the kids are becoming more star wars fans than they have and that's why i thought you know we've well, brainwashed them at this I need, point right it's yeah, like good, and they job. Love, good job they love mate. chewbacca good job. they love princess leia they love yoda and it's like well that's the new star stern star wars pinball okay it's, it's a trilogy pinball machine um oh and then the last thing really about it too is uh cory stupp Mm-hmm. Um, that you all know he's yes. he's one of the programmers on the stern star wars pinball machine okay okay that if you go yeah. through the credits you'll actually see his name pop he's up. in ghostbusters That's fantastic too. yes, yes ghostbusters also yeah yeah um yeah so you know i just always like those type of things yeah no, that's that, cool yeah that's very cool that's very cool so have you put your order in for star wars not then? yet not yet i mean i'm, I'm on a, that's that's just one of those ones that if you i know, do get it I, i'll go through the promotional we, thing we yeah know. That, that would be when those first weekend in march kind of buys wouldn't it right we're, yes exactly yeah we kind of know people we're movers and shakers we're oh we're, are we you kind of you know has somebody told you this I, well i'm just you, you got it okay it's like right. the kardashians you just I, I gotta mean, you gotta play it and then it will come oh i fake so, it fake it till t- you make it you know gotcha. you would think somebody that we might know could put our logo in ghostbusters code for Ooh. our personal game <laughs> wow that <laughs> is uh you're that, on that might be pushing that might huh. be pushing we need to get in touch with Corey and ask him about that <laughs> right that's that's pretty wild if only, if only he showed up today it'll it's, i could see it now i'll go load this up and it'll have our logo to say you <laughs> jackholes <laughs> 
<laughs> Stop recording now. You well, know? I, I was wondering why he was giggling so hard when he handed me this. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Yeah. We're here about, what are we talking about in this I show? Have, I, I have oh, no so, idea. Yeah, so we're talking yeah. about uh, Are there the porgs at your show? No. I'm out. But. Uh, just, <laughs> so, so slight. <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> I'm out. Well, I'm there might this. be. I don't yeah. know. There might be. We have cosplay. Uh, I'll have to see if somebody can be a porg. <laughs> Uh, kind of weird. It's like a, it's kind of, it's like weird, a, yeah. a grimace I'm, bird. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a really short, squatty one. Uh, so, does, so slight segue from Star Wars back to our show. Yeah. Uh, we do have Dwight Sullivan coming from Stern uh, as a guest speaker. Oh, fantastic. Cool. Yeah. So yeah. He, he did, uh, um, you know, obviously Star Wars uh, being the latest, but um, he's done several, several titles for Stern and Williams. Yes. Um, now, also to keep the software... Uh, theme for our show this year. Uh, we also have Keith Johnson coming from Jersey Jack. Um, oh man, this is going to be this is going to be pretty stellar, man. So, so yeah. we have we have two main software developers in the pinball industry that are going to be uh, doing uh, being our speakers, um, and and also with with uh, Keith, uh, there will be a, a Pirates of the Caribbean pinball machine there, um, but it's going to be one of the um, you know the, the the demo ones that they've been uh, sending around to other shows. Gotcha, gotcha. That's going to be pretty awesome. I'm looking, yes. looking forward to that. Sitting in through their seminars and I, I, have you have you seen either one of them present before? I mean, do, do you do you know the the kind of topics that they discuss and what they go through? I'm just kind of curious. Um, yeah, actually, I know what Dwight's going to do, and I I don't want to spoil okay. it for anybody, but uh, it's oh, going to cool. be really really awesome and very different. Um, right. As far as Keith, I'm not sure exactly how Keith's going to present yet. Um, I think it's going to be more of like a Q&A type thing. Okay. Yeah, I was going to ask if it was going to be like a lead type situation because I know some of the some of the designers, programmers and the like, they, they have a flow they like to follow yeah. and then they just branch wherever, yeah. which is fine. It, right it's, it's fine. I mean, that's the way Jersey Jack did his presentation last year. That it went was, really well. It, it went really well. It was really smooth. It, it was funny. I can't Definitely believe there it, towards the end. I man. can't believe it's, that dude accepted his arm wrestling challenge. I mean, Jack's stout. So, <laughs> Jack is stout. He's, he's, he's mighty and he's stout. <laughs> and uh, it was hilarious because the longer that went on, the more animated everybody in that room got. Right. And, it, and it just, it was, it was just like you were watching you know, uh, you're watching a teapot and it just got closer and closer and closer then when it finally boiled uh, you know boiled over everybody was just man it was going and and it came it, it, yeah. play, it played well in audio I, I didn't get to attend it it was funny man but Especially I listened the to the entire thing doing yeah. the edits yeah. and it was it I, I walked away with a different, a, a new heightened appreciation for Jack. Yes, and, very, and very much company. so. Very much so. Because he definitely takes a very hands-on approach, and he is definitely very invested in what's going on. Right. Uh, and when I say invested, I'm putting that in quotes because that's all the way across the board. Understand that, respect that. But not not just a guy running a business. He he believes in what he's doing. Yeah, and that's, absolutely. And that was very endearing to me. So that really you, makes a big difference. Are you going to use that same room for seminar? again this year yes okay yeah, we are it's a little it's it's not like the it's like a mile away but it's right down the hallway right off of like where the registration is where you enter and right. it really works out well well because it it's no you're right i mean that's actually the reason why we moved it to be really a mile away is because uh we just want to get a little bit quieter i mean yeah, you know, that last room it was yeah. terrible when somebody would open those double Man, doors and it's no, like you yeah. couldn't hear anything well and people are playing the cocktail machines and right. they're ordering hot dogs and and i know yeah. that that you've got like three different three different activities competing for the same space mm -hmm. and so yeah so good good move on that right yeah 
Excellent. So, excellent. So you've got, um, what'd you say, Dwight and... Keith. And Keith. Mm-hmm. And any other seminars or um, like planned? Yeah, there, there'll, be a, there'll be a few uh, seminars. Oh, uh, Skyskipper? Yes. 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 So that's I've heard more. of that. Yeah, yeah, I've heard yeah, of it. Yeah, that'll yeah. be there. I've got to figure out how... I've got to figure out exactly what I'm going to talk about. I mean, I've got... Um, I've got definitely some some fast forward material that we can go through, but yeah, we'll we'll make sure that we fill a good hour on that for cool. sure. Yes, um, yeah. So really, really with that, uh, so that's that's another project I think. Uh, one thing I'm going to be doing as a seminar is on the uh, the Mike Bossy pinball machine. So oh, you're going to do oh, a you're seminar. doing a seminar? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, hey, dude, is it okay if we record you while you do that? Absolutely. Okay. All right. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> uh, and honestly, uh, I, I felt a little uncomfortable. Thanks, James. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. well, like, uh, well, you're hey, talking about the Like nobody can listen. Hey, uh, can we record you? Yeah. Well, I, I'm just asking permission okay, before right. you know beforehand. It's yeah. And, and honestly, listening yeah. listen to the uh, some of the Skyskipper updates and stuff like that, that's been uh, very inspiring uh, to me to continue the Mike Bossy Pinball Project, which. Um, so I, talk about that. I've seen it because yes, I was at your house please, checking yeah. out. Please do checking out a game. Sure. So talk about that a little bit. Um, yeah. So um, so I, I got the game or the the play field for it um, back in two thousand four, two thousand three, two thousand four, um, up at the Chicago Expo when I was at the old Armada, um, and then uh, and then now I found, is that the only play field? Yes. And it's a game plan game, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. There was there was this one made. Awesome. There was one made for the 1982 AMOA show. Okay. Um, and that's and if you remember 80, 82, 82, 83, that's when the video games. Uh, everybody switched over and started making video games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. was a yeah. massive decline. Yeah. Um, and that's exactly what Game Plan did, which uh, I can name Intruder, and I think that's the only title I can think of it, for a Game Plan arcade game. Didn't work out for it right. so well, huh? Right. So they so they yeah, went sadly. to arcade, and then it was like, okay, this is not working. Well, let's go back to pinball, and so they did this. And they were a little late to the it game. It was a fail. No pun uh, intended. Man. I mean, it's yeah. it's funny. So uh, Roger Roger Sharp. <laughs> I see what you. Did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got it. That's what I bring to the show. Yeah. <laughs> so so uh, so Roger Flew over, but I caught it. Roger Sharp actually uh, did the uh, review of it back in in eighty two of the game, and he wrote up uh, in in uh, uh, Playmeter magazine the the review of it and stuff. Um, anyways, when I when I had the machine back together and Corey Stupp, the same guy I was talking about, yeah, um, helped uh, write some initial software for it, and we had it at the two thousand five. Chicago Expo, and he wrote in Z eighty, right? Yes, yeah, Z eighty somewhere. Yeah, okay. Um, so if you, if you go to IPDB, if you look at Mike Bossy, that's actually my machine. Oh, uh, from I'm going to do that right from now. From the from the two thousand, to link that in the show notes. Yes, I, I th- will. I think it's two thousand five, the Chicago Expo, where I remember I remember Pirates of the Caribbean being the tournament game. So it might have been two thousand six. So so they produced one game for the AMOA show. Was yeah. this the playfield out of that game, or was this another playfield that they produced? I'm pretty sure it was the playfield of the game. Um, it's it's hard for me to to say that it it is or isn't. So out of curiosity, like when you saw this in the in the vendor boot in, out in the vendor mm-hmm. area, was it just in a stock with a bunch of other stuff, or okay, did you so, turn around and it was like oh? Well, actually, yeah, it was it was more like that. The second okay. one. Um, now the the uh, the way that it came around is uh, Mike Pasak. He's the one that runs the Chicago Expo, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the old. Right, right, right before when a game plan went down in '85, um, somebody had like all the old uh, uh, materials, um, you know, playfields and mm-hmm. back glasses and things like that from game plan. And so he came to the Chicago Expo and just was going to sell all. Of, he actually did sell all of it to Paysac. So Paysac bought like a 
uh, I wouldn't say um, a new in box, but like a, a very pristine uh, game plan Cyclops. Um, he has a ton of NOS back glasses um, and then all these stacks of play fields. Um, well, one of them was Mike Bossy. And, um, was it pop- so was it populated? It was, it was populated, yep. It was populated, uh, wired, um, and everything. And um, so when I saw that, I was like, I have to have this because I have every other you know, you know how it is when you start collecting yeah. stuff. It's like I gotta have it. Yep. And uh, oh, I don't know anything about <laughs> oh, that. No, I totally got you on that. So it took me. It took me roughly, I think, six months to convince Paysack to sell it to me because he was always he was really worried that I was gonna be one of those collectors that just takes it, turns it around, sells it for a profit. Um, but I, I finally convinced him that I was like, look, no, I want this to actually bring it back to life. And um, just just like every other manufacturer, um, you know, like the System Threes mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Every it always has a common board set. Um, same wiring harness in the cabinet. So I just took an old sharpshooter machine. Um, I took a lizard wire harness because lizard has the most complex wire harness of the time. So that, that way was, you had you had the greatest probability of having everything you needed. Exactly. And so it all fits together. Um, it's just the thing I was missing is the ROMs. And um, the ROMs out there are not complete. Um, they don't boot up. Um, so that's when I called my friend Corey, who is a Z80 nerd, and he wrote a basic basic rule just set. so you can flip and just yeah exactly and there's a little bit more to it um so quickly fast forward because i don't want to talk about bossy the whole time um but uh what i ended up doing was uh i made it more of like a node board interface where i use arduinos that control all the lamp drivers and the solenoid drivers um and then i use a raspberry pi to um interface with that and so now it's more of a i'm not gonna say it's a modern pinball machine but it's actually um, i wrote the rule set based upon the flyer um, that was for Mike Bossy. Yeah, that's a true hockey type game. Yeah, um, it actually even has a uh, um, a web server built into it, um, so that when you uh, connect to the pinball machine, you can actually get game stats, like like <laughs> like like on ESPN. You know, you go to so, ESPN Game Tracker. You know, you can actually watch Game Tracker, and it'll say like you know, player so one you shot gonna, a goal, or you know, three shots on you goal. Should, and you should, so you, like you what years? What's the year on this? So it's not 1982. So you've got an 80, 1982 pinball running Arduinos and Raspberry, Raspberry Pi three with a, what yeah, Raspberry Pi three? Yeah, an R Pi three uh-huh. with Arduinos <laughs> and a and a and a web server and yep. a, and a, a Wi Fi access point. Mm-hmm. So I, mean, I think you, every pinball machine should have it. Actually, I even talked to indeed. I even talked to George Jack about that too up there uh, to to Jack in. I think I might mention to Keith, but I was like, why don't you all just have a Wi-Fi interface to your pinball machine so I can choose that to configure the game instead of using you know umpteen three buttons, buttons use, test yeah. switch buttons out the yin yang. It's yeah. like well, that's stupid. It's like just boom, boom, boom on my phone, save, and yeah. now it's updated. Yeah. Or you can even connect to a public web server as just yeah. a customer. Right, or download update, done. No yeah. thumb drive required. Yeah, that's... that's, that's as a player, you could connect to it and, and just see what... I don't know. I'm sure there's there's something they could get out of it. Right. You know, so, something to draw someone in. Yeah. Powers in the data, man. If they could get back play stats and everything like that, they. I mean, you'd have to figure that's a plus for them. So, so. what... Right. So what made you take that path? I mean, not that that not that that's not cool, but no, in the uh, in the time you put into that, you could have learned Z eighty. Oh no no, I I did. Oh, nice. I mean, and that's, that's 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 exactly that's what happened. Like in two thousand five, when I took this, or two thousand six, when I took this back over myself. I mean, now it's two thousand eighteen. Mm-hmm. So over twelve years, I've changed directions three or four times. Oh yeah, I've oh, done I've done Z eighty. Yeah, um, I've did microcontrollers only. 
Um, I, and that's what my my seminar is going to be about. Is like here's here's why I started. Here's all the thousand failures that I've had. No, this this is going to be this and is going to be really is, interesting. And here's why I'm now at this point. Okay. So and 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 also the last thing is is that. The reason why I took it this way is because it's my machine. Exactly. Oh, you yeah. know what? Oh, yeah. I don't care what anybody says. Exactly. <laughs> no, that's fine. Oh, yeah. Good oh, on, no, good on you for no, 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 no. I'm not saying no, wasn't, that wasn't to you, Brad. Oh, that's no, no. I wasn't. Everybody else out there was oh, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't hacking on you for not doing something original. It's your machine. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. But, yeah. but trust me, after going through Skyskipper, uh, Alex and I, we totally i'm going to speak for him even though i'm not speaking for him but i'm going to speak for him i totally get it totally get yeah. where you're coming from and that's yeah. and honestly Whitney, that's why i think that the skyscraper project is listening to that has, has kind of been like more of an inspiring thing for me like i just oh, have to nice. keep on going yeah good you deal. know because it's yeah. like there's sometimes that i'll just stop and like Ugh. yeah here's good skyscraper update it's like dang it yeah he's working on his still yeah <laughs> i need to get back to mine yeah it's kind of cool so. when you look in the head of that game and you see 1982 through hole technology with <laughs> yes. the, the uh, they used didn't they use like a tan solder mask on those boards there was something some yeah yeah I think like there's a couple like this that. mismatch you, you know what of, that's called don't you mud mud yeah. <laughs> yeah this mismatch of 82 through hole stuff and then these little leds blinking from all the arduinos and the right pie yeah, that's and awesome all that. it's really kind of neat so so jeremy l- let me ask you this i just pulled up um I didn't realize the game plan had a website, but gameplanpinball.com uh, yeah. and pulled up the details on, on the Mike Bossy machine. Mm-hmm. So it looks like it was designed by a gentleman named Ed Sabula. Sabula? Yeah, he I, went the I, Data East. Okay. Also. So mm-hmm. I, I, I know I'm probably chopping the name and not being intentional on that at all. Is have you ever tried to reach out to him? I've and, tried because, because there's I've, got to be he has got to be able to at least get you further down the path yep. on the spirit of the game and what right. the rule set should be. Well, and that's okay, and that's and that's fun. You're right. That's actually a good idea. I didn't even think about that because uh, the one thing I've done is tried to go through um, everybody to track down the original software developer. Okay, um, which. Uh, uh, Jonathan at Pinball Magazine. Um, oh, Ju- Jonathan Justin. Yeah, I think. He's, yeah, he's one that gave me the last, the last straw, so to speak, to try to get a hold of him. But I, I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't not get a hold of him. But then looking at the, if you look at the flyer, the flyer is all about this one big paragraph. It just says, you know, it plays just like a hockey game. Blah 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 blah. blah. Um, but then there's, you look at the review by Roger Sharp, who actually played it back in '82, and it's not. It's like. You can score 180,000 points on this one shot. That's like, a heck well, of a hockey game. That's not a hockey game. Um, you know, so that's so that's why I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back to the, quote, spirit of the flyer and make it a hockey game where um, it's timed ball, you know, or actually that's a software setting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, yeah. you know, it's like, you know, there's, there's three periods, a.k.a. three balls. Yeah. And uh, you're playing uh, the ball for, say, 25 seconds at a time. And then when it, when the 25 seconds is over, you know the uh, you know horn goes off and period then the flippers, changes yeah. right it drops and then you launch the next ball. I'm looking at the pictures cool. on IPDB. There's nothing to it. What's the back? I've seen the play field, but oh. you the head was open when I was at your house. Did you get the back glass or did you make this back? Because no, it looks okay. That's, that's funny. So it's actually a two layer back glass. Now that look, now that I look at it lit, it looks more like it looks a pen- terrible. Well, I'm not saying it looks great, but yeah. Um, unlit it kind of lo- almost looked like a you had you didn't have a back glass and you maybe had the flyer and you had someone almost hand paint it so you had right i can i can send you a link to the uh or i'll send you the photo if you if you do want to put this up there okay uh, the actual two 
um, yeah, glasses do, do together. That. We'll but put it in the show. I was going to show you on my sure. phone. I'll show it on the microphone. Here's yeah, the yeah. everybody Here's take a look. look. Everybody take um, a look. So that's it's a two layer. Okay, it's pretty. a two layer back glass. I see it. Okay, I oh, because so, I saw both of those pictures. So there's so the the, the and they over okay. Front, so the back one now on IPDD, that's way better. Oh. That's way better. Right, yes. and, and the funny thing is, so the, so the funny story is when I had it at uh, in 2005 at the, the Chicago Expo, Roger Sharp was playing it, and uh, you know he's like, you know, this doesn't this is not the same as I remember. I was like. Well, what is it? I was like, I can't figure out the ROMs. I can't find them. He's like, well, um, the goalie's not moving back and forth the right way. Um, and honestly, I don't know where you got this backlash, but it used to say Mike Bossy, and I had a picture of him shooting in the in the front of it. He's like, actually, even kind of like maybe it looked like it was a two-layer backlash. Like, oh, there's a second backlash. Yeah. And so then that was the hunt was on. And then yeah. I finally found the second backlash. And that's when I was like, all right, I got all the the quote cosmetics artwork, cosmetic, yeah. yeah dude you yeah. is it glass glass it is it's glass you glass. need to have somebody scan that in case i went ahead and did the i tell you it's the scariest thing to do but i did do the Krylon triple thick to it on a clear glass which is weird but mm. it's like i wanted to seal that graphic in because i don't want to i've done it before but i've it. taped off the graphic really yeah like i okay i went ahead and sprayed over and even have those clear strangely enough and and if you're not here this makes no sense but you can see a perfect example of that in the restroom to your right. Really? Yeah. There's a. Uh, the, All right. This this sounds. The mirror creepy. that's in my game room rest, bathroom. Mm-hmm. It's a dig oh, dug. That, that's how you did that. It's a dig dug bezel. Yeah. And I figured because there's a shower in there too, and just over time and you know yeah, temperature the, changes. So I just I've done it on actual other games, but I just taped the edge of it. Spent about twenty minutes, and then put newspaper in the middle and then triple thick that's awesome and you can just you get close enough where you get just enough overlap to seal it you don't even know it's there unless you just actually go to look at it right so yeah if you walk in there it's and that's the mirror in the restroom there's a mirror behind it and it's up over the sink yeah Yeah. okay so that's awesome neat but you triple thicked it i did yep cool yeah i don't blame you that's awesome. So, so you're going to have the machine, or I guess to to the to the, its current state. Exactly. You're going to uh, have it. You're going to have it there at the seminar. And that's why I told Matt and Joe, I was like, this you know, be, I'm going to awesome. I'm going to bring it just as is. You I mean, should. right now it's flippable. You can play it. Uh, Did you but, put the fire out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, you you could completely play it and stuff. And I just thought, you know, but but it's not. I don't have any painted graphic yet for the the side art. It's still that blue that you see on IPDB. Yeah. On the side, and so I need to figure out a graphic that makes more 1982 ish. Yeah. Almost need to stencil it. Really, you're gonna have to explain the fire thing because I mean, you posted it. It's public knowledge. So I added oh, you. Oh yeah. Well, you know, so I was make my own um, my own uh, cables that go between my little node boards. And uh, it's just a simple, you know, plus five in ground. And for one stupid reason, one cable, I actually pinned it the opposite. (laughs) And it it was was a nice, it had like, you know, four or five pigtails just hanging off of the power supply. So it didn't matter. It's like, you know, you just grab one, it's plugging in. And, and like I turned it on, I was like, why is it? That's weird. I mean, I feel the power supply getting warm, but it's not doing anything, and nothing's, everything's working okay. Uh, It's fine. I'll I'll just just leave it on. (laughs) Right. And that's the thing is like, Hmm, smelling something burning, but I don't see anything burning. You know, then all of a sudden, like, <laughs> whoosh. It's like it's a little, a little Arduino Nano. You know, it's like it's, little tiny ones. Uh, yeah. there, there it has a little tiny US, a little diode, uh, so that way it gets power from USB. Um, if there's no external power supply, well, of course, since it was reversed, it allowed current to flow back. I'm surprised it actually didn't blow up my, or it didn't fry my USB port on my laptop. But, um, yeah, it, it, uh, it toasted it. It toasted it. It was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. And at that point, once it, once there's a flame, you have to grab your. You don't put the flame out. You go no, no. Grab you, take your phone. Pic, you take yeah. a picture oh, of it. This is so awesome. Yeah, I, I love right. I love how you go through that same. I mean, I've been through it. That same denial, like, 
No, I, I mean, I smell something burning, but I don't, it's all right. I don't see. It's not yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> I put on deodorant today. I'm right. good. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> the no, last, the last time that happened to me, I was like, well, I, I smell, I, I don't see. And then what it was is it was a coil on a pinball machine I was working on. And I was leaning over that area of the play field. And then I thought it was me because the oh, smoke started right. wafting up yeah. around my arms and my head. Yeah. And it was for a minute, it was touch and go. Uh, <laughs> I almost bailed. That's awesome. All right. No, that's, that's great, Jeremy. So the, the seminars, I mean, I'm counting four right off the top of my, mm-hmm. right off the top of my head for the notes that I took. I mean, that's, that's going to be, that's going to be great. I mean, yeah, that's probably that's, the most that we've had in in one show. If, right, if I, I and remember. there'll be additional seminars too in there. Um, but I think those are the four. I would say quote main ones. I think that we're, usually yeah. have a cosplay seminar. Have. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, I'm. I'm sorry. I'm just thinking about myself. No, just no, th- you're good. <laughs> just th- thinking about the ones that I'm interested. Well, the in cool going thing to. is, so, so uh, not well, not that I'm trying to think of myself too, but yeah. I'm just thinking like you're gonna have Skyskipper, again, Mike Bossy, yeah. and then I know Phoebe is gonna be bringing Rat Race, which is a rare game too. So, so you're gonna have three pretty rare games at one show which and, and, and you know we, you know what we need to do we need to get all of them wheeled together and take a picture that's a good because idea. it would it, it may never happen so again what is like rat that. race i don't um i'll have to you know is it funny. i assume it's pinball since it, it's, it's Phoebe. pinball it's pinball but it's kind of a um you know joust cocktail yeah the mm-hmm. pinball uh uh-huh. rat races i think is a, a cocktail one also um but very limited in production okay okay yeah i've never williams, I've never played it never williams seen it, so. rat race yes yeah cool system seven has, has she had that for any length of time and it's I just now kind of i think she just got it out? i don't know how long she's had it okay. uh but she's gonna put it underneath the tent with joust okay excellent yeah which yeah, is another reason why we're moving uh the Cincy group over to roughly where you are at last yeah, year yeah gotcha yeah gotcha so no th- that works out well it's got joysticks on it yeah isn't it weird but yet it's pinball yeah that's crazy that's kind of neat looking yeah so, so Jeremy, outside of just arcade and pinball, oh, the whole playfield tilts. It does. It's weird. I'm so. Oh, this looks so cool. All right, all right. It's, it's, it's kind of like be, one of those. It's kind of like one of those old maze games that you yeah. hold with a marble and you rotate it. Yeah, you know, yes. try to get through yes. the maze. Yes. Yes. Oh man, this thing yeah. looks sweet. Yeah, I'll, I'll be. I'll be looking forward to trying that out. So, so Jeremy, outside of the arcade and the pinball and the seminars that we've talked mm-hmm. about, I mean, your show is always so family friendly, mm-hmm. and it's it, it's. I, I think it's got a great reputation in that way. You always see tons of little kids, right? You know, running through everywhere dressed up in costume and, and stuff like that so can you talk about what uh, what the families can can expect out of the show this year i, I know you always have a cosplay contest yep. and uh you know chiptune band and, and stuff like that so outside of the the road arcade and pinball stuff which is what we drug you down these steps to talk about right you know how, how's the rest of the expo shaping up okay so uh just to quickly on the on the vendor so uh and this is like breaking news as of yesterday and it's not 100 percent official we need brent we need one of those things to go <laughs> <laughs> right, that is so cool, and we don't need that anymore I, because we just did. I'm, it. So, right. so, yeah. I'm so not prepared for this. So awesome. It's all good. I can. Hey, I can play some uh, birds. Want to play some birds? <laughs> Do it, man. Whatever floats your boat, dude. Uh, but Nintendo of America reached out to us, and so I think we're going to have Nintendo as one of uh, uh, setting up as a vendor at our show too. How does that happen? Isn't that kind of weird? Yes. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, well, so I'm not if, exactly if you, sure. If you, if you don't want to go into it on, well, on mic, I don't. Then... I honestly don't even know how much more info I can even give. Okay. I mean, even off mic, it's kind of well, a. We just know, started talking yesterday. They reached out to us like, "There's no way this is really Nintendo of America." And so I look it up on LinkedIn, and this guy's a legit 
That's how America. You, you know how kind of closed lip they are, Whitney. Um, I mean, for, I've got an idea for, yeah. for good reason. It's yeah. just it's their business. Yeah. So uh, to me, that just says, hey, you your show's gotten on the radar nationally. Yeah, that's right. that's great. So let me but ask you: the I way mean, that is it going to be like Switch or what? What's it going to be? I'm pretty sure the Ring and Switch. Okay. And, and so the one thing that we were thinking on, and which I know is kind of goes against our whole retro gaming thing, but the 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 one thing we thought of is that since we have so many different kinds of consoles from the very beginning. We can almost do like a beginning to end of the Nintendo timeline yeah. in one spot. Yeah. Um, now, the one thing we are changing up, and we're kind of hoping uh, that we can work this out with uh, maybe having Nintendo help us, but, uh, you know, our charity raffle we always do every year. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that we want to improve on the charity raffle is we always had the big charity raffle event on Saturday. And yep. it's always extremely confusing for people that come on Fridays, um, or it might even be a little, you know, a little bit of hard for somebody on Friday to come and they they give all our tickets and it's like, well, I can't make it on Saturday. Yeah. So we're going to actually have two charity raffles to, to solve this issue. That's awesome. We're having one on Friday, and one on Saturday. Yeah. And so that means we have to have a split amount of prizes. Um. And so we're we're kind of hoping that Nintendo can help with that a little bit. That's great. Um, just so we can have a, a pretty good prize pool for both days. Yeah. And then whoever does come on friday and then you know puts our tickets in um we still haven't figured this out yet but we, we might even have it so that you just bring all your canned goods on friday and the tickets just stay in there and so then saturday you have a second chance to win type thing so tell everyone how they enter speaking of yes. so you, sounds like buy tickets and canned goods yeah you can do uh you can do tickets uh for for two dollars or you bring in uh two two canned goods um we highly and we actually give extra tickets for uh, peanut butter and tuna because those is always the the high protein the high protein yeah um yeah that that uh, the food bank always wants uh but this year all the money um goes to uh puerto rico relief oh oh uh, awesome. okay yeah we're always trying to figure like a different thing to, to go towards and we used to do the children's hospital but um it's just a little bit um i think i think it just means a little bit more to us if we can just find like somebody that needs that has that a, more immediate a, a, need. a global cause yeah right yeah yeah, yeah. So like last year we did gatlinburg um because of all the fires and stuff so this year we thought we'd hit puerto rico up. man that is that that's fantastic to me it seems it, it hits a little bit more to home when you've you've got a named it's going here right yeah. versus not that it's a bad thing but it's just going to this bank you right. know yeah. I, I don't know to me it seems like for whatever reason okay i i'm i'm helping this particular situation yeah. Yeah. it just you, you identify, it's easier to identify with it's easier, exactly. it's easier to identify with yeah yeah, yeah. so are you going to have the uh the stage again yes in well, yeah we're on the stage in the main area again okay. um we have i think a total of three bands playing now okay um we got the mad gear back from last year uh-huh. um the nashville um uh i wouldn't say chip tunes but they played uh you know the live band played while the uh the the quote lead singer played um played the a console game. game yeah mm-hmm. Um, and then we have uh, Dave Musket's band, Straight Jacket. Um, he's gonna oh, yeah. Okay. 80s type stuff. <laughs> That's going to be cool. Yeah. I, I've, yeah. I mean, I've known Dave for a long time, but I've never had an opportunity to see his band play. So. Yes. Yes. I, I haven't either. And I'm really, I'm really I'm excited so to see I'm so going to have to get like a ping pong ball cannon or something. Go up there. <laughs> poof, poof, yeah. Poof, That's poof, a good poof, idea. Poof. Hey, Dave. Yeah. Uh, and then we have Mega Ran back, which I don't know if y'all remember Mega Ran, but he was a, uh, he's a Capcom rapper. Uh, that we're flying in. Um, we had him. Where's uh, he from? Oh, Seattle. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Um, I don't know. We had him like our second year, third yeah. year, somewhere yeah. around there. Um, he did awesome, but that was also when we had that side room and things like that and not big of a crowd. So we, yeah. we thought we got to bring him back because I think he would just do amazing. Good deal. So Good deal. So, yeah, huh? so we, have a, we should have a pretty good selection for really anybody. And, and, and once again, we try to keep everything family friendly. Um, you know, we will definitely have... 
we need to buy more of the the little kit stools because we always run out of those and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. So, so what are the details on uh, dates and times and admission and I was what, just what, looking what are, that are the, up. Yeah, what are the perks for bringing games to the to the show? Because. I mean, during the, there's been years I remember people literally wheeling, you know, transporting a game like in the back of a station wagon, right. you know, to show up. So, right. which is always cool. But uh, um, the public supports it in droves. So this is so funny because right now I am actually hitting our own website. That's here, fine. That's which fine. is which is pretty good because this is hey, where man. normally where Matt kicks in. Oh, so yeah, it's, oh, all, it's, it's all the details. Look, but yeah, I look. Ask Whitney. I am the same way. I am not. Yeah, it's like, I, I don't know. I can remember what did we say? things in general. Yeah, but no, Whitney's a lot of times. Whitney's got where he can read that that deer in headlights look, and he'll jump in with a name or a day. Oh yeah, they, yeah right. me and you are on this. Now we're not on the Star Wars thing, but we're on this. Yeah. <laughs> wow. All right, there's a throwback. Yeah, we'll talk. Only, we'll talk about Star Wars. But just, I know. I know. There's only one reactor in Star Wars. Pours. It's okay. Yeah, it's all good. Anyways. Um, I want to pour. <laughs> uh, yeah. So as far as like bringing games Tasty. and stuff, you you definitely get uh, free admission for every game that you bring. It's on free play. Okay. Um, the uh, we have pre registration that's still that's going on right now. We mm-hmm. we did switch over another new thing uh, from from a back end back office perspective is we actually switched over to using a ticketing managing system um, called Show Clicks. Uh, every single year prior to this, we've always done it manually ourselves, which. Yeah means uh our website has a shopping cart and, and on our shopping cart we keep track of you know how many tickets you have and then we print out these crazy spreadsheets of look up by last name and things like that well show clicks has like this really nicely integrated thing that you can uh, basically show a qr code and boom it just comes right up so hopefully pre-registrations goes a lot faster um and you can even uh, buy tickets off your phone um, so, and I think we're going to keep that up until the day before the show. Okay. Uh, cause we're trying to get the pre-registrations higher. So that way the, the line goes down lower yeah. at the front desk. Yep. Yes. Understood. Um, understood. Yeah. So, so this year, the, well, is there any reason, and, and I, I, obviously I've never heard of show clicks. So mm-hmm. here's just, I mean, is there any reason you couldn't even just keep it running and put a, something up in the hey, here's a sign. If you want to buy it online, do it right here, and then someone look at the QR well, code. Well, honestly, that's not that's not a bad idea. Because um, I've the only in- thing is is weird fees, um, oh. and I also have to see if I, I would hate to give to charge. I'll have to check with ShowClicks, but I'd hate to charge that one person more because you think about it, they're actually yeah. doing you a service. Yeah. They're actually over there on their cells getting doing yeah. all the credit card registrations and stuff like that, and they got their QR code and they just walk up and they do it. So as long as that's cheaper. Then, or the same, yeah, yeah. or the same. That, yeah. That'd be awesome. We'll definitely do that. Because yeah. I've walked into like the the local theater, and man, I'm still I'm still old school. It's hard for me not to write checks anymore. I mean, let's just be honest. I am I'm stuck. Like my wife, I, her and my I, my wife does that. Her and I are maybe a, it's like what? No, don't write a check. Yeah, well, her and I may be a kindred spirit. It's yeah. so funny, you know. Yeah, it, and I, I remember the, the local theater. You can walk into the theater, and, and I'm not alone in this because no, my wife. I've walked into that theater. <laughs> it's me and her. We're standing there writing a check. Uh, it, the line is just back and forth through the little switch box, and there's three kiosks right there. Mm-hmm. And you can walk right over that kiosk and buy that ticket right there with a credit card. So yeah, I do. A lot, I, I'm. I've never been a big credit card person. I've always been a cash person. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And it, it just that's a whole other story. But. Uh, um, to my benefit it's not like i've got <laughs> this is starting to sound terrible <laughs> oh my gosh no but you just walk done and yeah. it's the same now right. whatever they've got worked out 
to your point, Jeremy, if I do it there, I, I don't know whether they're eating the overhead for right. whatever that service is or they, that theater company, hosts the service and then it's still a charge on the credit card just like it would be if I walked up and talked to a person. Mm-hmm. But I can do it right there and walk right past that line and go right in. Right. So, But no, I see your point. You don't want to... We're kind of penalize somebody exactly because yeah. like, they're actually helping us and that's exactly yes yeah. yes yeah 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 no that that's that's awesome and that, we that's actually awesome. might you're right though we might actually might even just have to eat the cost um you know because it actually is much easier if somebody just has it already done for you and they just yeah. walk up and scan and done yeah so do you have little scanners or something like if someone comes we're actually up getting them sh- from them yeah, oh, okay so they can show the qr code on their phone yep and oh that's cool yeah, yeah that, it's very that nice, nice. Yeah. so so it's a i mean it's a source solution then i mean it's pretty much all in the box yeah yeah, yeah. and it's it's, it's a it's a bit expensive but it's okay i think in the in the long run it'll definitely pay off itself well if it helps you grow and if from the sense of it makes it easier for people to attend the show and right. get in and get out and it raises the satisfaction it may take a couple of years before you see the the roi on it but it'll happen right. yeah yeah this is the exact same thing that replay effects used yeah um and that's that's how we actually came came around to knowing it because like I we see. we went up there before and it was like wow that was so easy yeah and so then i hit Mark up, uh, Mark Simon up, and just said, hey, "What are y'all using? Like, we use show clicks. Like, okay, I never even heard of it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. Good so, deal. Good deal. So, so the, uh, the show dates are because I've clicked through and looked yeah, at the showcase uh, right now. March second through fourth. Yep. Um, and that's here in Louisville, Kentucky. Do you know the address over there at the seventeen seventy six Plantside Drive? Seventeen seventy six Plantside. I don't know why he went into his. It's a voice made for radio. Sorry, he right went into there. his um, his blues. Welcome voice. to the Louisville Arcade Expo. <laughs> we should It'd be good if we could get Wayne Perky. Uh, <laughs> hi, just, Wayne just, Perky. Just, hi, Wayne Perky. <laughs> hi, Wayne Perky. Just just to go through and do like there's all like, the play by play. There's like three that. people that get that. And it's yeah, hilarious. Yeah, I, I right. know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> now that's great. So so we're talking a Friday, Saturday, Sunday show. Mm-hmm. Jeremy, let me ask you this. Uh, I've seen this happen at other shows. I've always been curious about this. Um, how are how are you guys attacking the the Sunday the Sunday desertion scenario? Mm-hmm. Uh, because you see a lot of games Chained. start. Yeah, you see. Yeah. yeah, you see a lot of games start to walk out like nine o'clock on a Sunday morning. And I know you can't stop people short of you right. know, putting a twelve gauge in front of them. But uh, have you guys talked about how how you're that's, going to try to retain the games through the end of the show? Yeah, that's always hard to do, and uh, that's that's actually why our show ends at four o'clock. We don't end it any later than that because yeah. uh, you know people that bring games have to probably work the next day and stuff like that. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So we always have the 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 prize raffle uh, for people that bring games. Um, I wish we can add even more to that because we're just so fortunate for everybody that brings games out yeah. um, and shares them with them. But if somebody does want to leave, uh, you know, early, um, we're just definitely not going to stop them because we, you know, taking games to other shows, we fully understand that. You don't want to, you know, bring your game and then feel like it's held hostage until yeah. Sunday. Especially if you've got a yeah. drive ahead of you. But, exactly. leave, but ending at four is helpful. That's helpful. You know? right. That's helpful because that's the number one thing. I mean, when Brent and I travel, we're always bound by that time. I mean, right. it's like what we've got to roll ourselves backwards for when we need to be home. So I get it. Right. In, in yeah. terms of your show, I've brought the games, my games home. I've helped people. I've traveled back and helped people. Mm-hmm. And still been home just slightly after dark. Yeah, and then the other thing too is, uh, you know, before four o'clock, if you have a game and you're and you're uh, had to leave early, 
Uh, we kind of call it uh, the walk of shame, but you have to go. Yeah. You have to take the game through the front doors. Yes. Because we're not going to open up anything on the outside. <laughs> no, on no, the no, back. no, no, no. And so uh -huh. as you see a game coming through, people are just like, ah. Uh. But then there's a lot of people, too, that also thank people. Yeah. You know, like, oh, man, thank you so much for bringing that. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of, I wouldn't say it's always a positive thing, but there's there's like a little positive aspect to it when, yeah. you, when you parade your game back out. Yeah. Um, so at 4 o'clock, when it does shut down, we do open up all the doors, including that big garage door in the back. Um, which does help a, a lot, uh, a lot as far as getting all the games out and stuff yeah, like that. And gotcha. then Matt gets on and says, uh, "You you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Everyone, get out! Yeah. Get out! Yes, yep. eat your podcast roll, please." <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a callback. There's a callback. No, that's awesome. Well, Jeremy, it's it's been great having you sit in with no, us. No, it's I mean, not. We, it's, we it's really appreciate it. Well, I mean, he's, he's going to get, remember, he's so going to go cash you a want, check. Wouldn't he anytime you want me to come back on? <laughs> Co-host. You know, yeah. Pretty cool. I will, I will send you a text, <laughs> is man. There, is there anything that we didn't touch on? Because we rambled. If I'm involved, we're going to ramble. Honestly, I think, I think we covered almost everything as far as the show goes. The one other quick thing, uh, we do have... Um, is uh, we, we started the Triple Crown of Pinball. Oh, yeah, thank you. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm glad you brought that back yeah, up. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and, and really the whole idea of this is uh, is to get new people involved in playing pinball. Um, I mean, if you look at our Facebook page, I think we have over 5,000 people that follow or likes or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not the most Facebook savvy person. Anyways. Yeah, and you got to um, ask yourself, what does that really mean? Correct. And yeah. so we just thought, you know what, why don't we just kind of use that uh, to to an advantage of getting the word out that there's actually pinball machines in the Louisville area that's not just at our show and um that's know, available year round yes exactly right because I mean if when we started the show our whole goal was uh, to just provide a place that you can play uh, arcade pinball um, and you know console classic console games in a family friendly environment um, well that the mission accomplished banner has already been hung up now mm -hmm. because now you have uh rec bar and zanzibar um you know the, the two places in in the little area um and it, it seems like there's you know pinball and arcades that are popping up everywhere like little pizza joints and things like that um you know so so what we want to do is is kind of use our facebook uh or really to use our show to start this thing called the triple crown of pinball event which we're starting to have a tournament around the city uh we already had our one at um uh, rec, rec, bar. rec bar last week um, and I was there, and I I got home, and I thought I didn't take one picture, not one picture. I took, I took I was, a couple. That's funny. Yeah, but the funny thing is, like our tournaments are open to all ages, and so we really wanted to get more people younger involved. Like I'm one of kids there, and unfortunately, yeah. like my two daughters are the only ones that competed. Yeah. Um, well, it's the first. It's the first. It is. It is. Yes. Yeah. Right. Um, so so the next one's gonna be at uh, Zanzibar, February 10th. Um, I think it's at two o'clock and you don't, you don't need, you did not need to have attended rec bars, right? No, it's, it's, right. it's basically just, uh, they're all independent tournaments, but what we're going to do is whoever did the best of out of all three tournaments wins quote the triple crown of pinball for this year, That's which cool. should be kind of like a, like a, like a green hoodie or something like mm -hmm. that. You know, it's yeah, kind of like a gold awesome. jacket yeah, type yeah, thing. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Um, <laughs> gold jacket. I'm not sure what we're going to do. That's awesome. <laughs> I think a gold jacket would be kind of cool. I'm going to Google pinball jacket. You can see anyway. like a really bright, annoying gold jacket. Oh, yeah. That we slap a sticker on because that'll last, <laughs> last for a day. <laughs> so you're, the next one's at Zanzibar and it's February. February 10th. And then the third one's going to be at Stadium Joe's, which is that restaurant at the front of the Ramada, February 28th. That's the Wednesday before our show. Okay. And that's when normally when uh, we have our stuff already there. Um, and then a couple of local collectors bring their stuff early. 
Um, and then Larry Kitchen, he might be there, which if that happens, that means we'll have maybe a couple of the newer games inside the pinball tournament also. That's um, awesome. We just set everything up there and just put it all on free play for that night. That's cool. That's so cool. you all have got a Facebook page. I was actually just looking at it. Uh, mm-hmm. And I just honestly, when I went to Facebook, I put in Louisville Arcade Expo and the results came back and it, it will show me both Louisville Arcade Expo 2018 and and it'll show me triple crown of pinball sweet uh race one because it's the first year at it but still yeah yeah, just hit little arcade expo and we'll put direct links in the show notes we'll put it in the show notes well jeremy thank you so much man we appreciate you making the time to come in and uh we're looking forward to the to the expo it sounds like it's going to be great and i just say everybody listening bring your families if you're in the area bring your families and come out and play some arcade games and play some pinball and uh the one thing i'll say is i want to try to play better over the expo that's what i'm going to try to do i always try yeah. it doesn't work out yeah yeah, yeah well thanks for sure. thanks for having me um we always you know appreciate uh broken token and you all supporting us and stuff like that um especially you know for you being our show too yeah right on man well, no, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you have us, especially after that incident last year i'm really glad that you're gonna allow <laughs> us to come back I, I didn't trip over too much and i caught myself before i fell oh so no, it was okay. it was, i was talking about me oh you're okay fair, fair enough fair enough <laughs> It's always me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Jeremy, thanks a lot, man. We appreciate it. Uh, safe travels home, dude. All right. Thanks. Yep. See you. Brent, 2018 is going to be no different from 2017, 2016, 2015, 2014, stretching all the way back to 1978 in the sense that we're going to spend the daylights out of your money, okay? All right. You know, I I talked about earlier in the show, New Year's resolutions, and apparently I made the wrong ones. Yeah, just toss it out the window. You you don't need to worry about it because we are back and we're spending Brent's money, all right? Well, the first one I really, I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, no. I could see spending money on this. You bet you, you bet you, man. Uh, this first one is is one that I have resisted buying one of these to date, but I want one because I'm in, I, I'm highly interested in in how this works itself out. And so for for all the, for all the people at home listening, what we're talking about is a Williams power supply adapter. This is made by Paradise Arcade. It costs $70. Now, what this does, okay, is you're essentially buying a PCB board and a, uh, a HAP uh, Power Pro power supply, switching power supply, very modern switching power supply. But what this does is this PCB board mounts in the bottom of your Williams Arcade cabinet. Uh, it allows you to maintain the coin door power, both, both for the lights and the lockouts. And uh, the Power Pro delivers uh, up to 20 amps at 5 volts and also supplies negative 12, positive 12, and negative 5 volts as well. And what this is, Brent, is this is essentially drop-in. Yeah, it that's allowed, what's really it cool. allows you to use all the Williams factory power harness mm-hmm. connectors on this PCB, and this PCB provides that conversion mechanism between the switcher power supply and your factory harness. That's what I thought was really cool about this, because I have used some some plug-and-play power supply adapter type things in the past, Yeah, but you're you're kind of on your own in terms of how to mount. Yeah, well, this exactly. board, like it says, fits right in the factory spot. Yep. And this power supply 
fits on the board. It does. It fits it, on the board. It, it's, there's there's places in the board made to hold the supply, so you're not okay. Well, I've got to put it over here, screw it to the cabinet. No, you no, don't. No. You just kind of put it together. You drop it right in. You plug it in, and it just goes. And it just goes. Now, the, now the thing is, is that I, I mean, it is it is seventy dollars. And so, if you wound up finding that this is a good solution for you, and you've got three or four Williams games, I mean, you could easily find yourself spending four to five hundred dollars on these. You know, if you wanted to convert all your games over to this. Uh, all that being said, it is fused. Uh, it does have... Um, it does, like I say, it does have all of the um, all of the factory power connectors. So you've got your your coin door power connector. I mean, everything. Now the the only the only downside to this, Brent, and I've seen this discussed uh, on on a discussion on Clove in, in a thread on Clove, is a common issue when using uh, switching power supplies instead of the linear power supplies mm-hmm. in a Williams game. Startup voltage order? Uh, yeah, bingo. That. Definitely that. Uh, because of the way that it can typically or potentially corrupt the CMOS high score tables. Okay? And uh, this also happens on a power down event as well. well. Yeah. Now on power up, my understanding was is that the the boards are designed to expect power to come up in certain sequence in certain sequence and then on yeah. the power down you've got an expectation that it hangs on for, for so, so long, long so it can write the settings that's exactly that's exactly yeah. right that's exactly right now what is what's addressed in the cloth thread is more that discuss that discussion more so centers on the power off event than the power on although i know what you're talking about for the mm-hmm. power on event but where most people have voiced concern on this is the power off event because typically with a switching power supply when you turn it off it just drops all the rails just instantaneously and the williams games uh are expecting more of a gradual decline or a ramp down on on the rails and uh, due to that, the uh, the high score tables get corrupted. The CMOS high score tables get corrupted on the power off. Now, some people have mentioned that uh, you know you swap the CMOS for NV RAM and you're solving the the problem with the power supply outside of the power supply. Now, well, has anyone I, I demonstrated ha- that's a problem with this? setup not with this setup okay. yet not, I mean, not you yet think in theory that it would it would because of the switcher aspect of it and yeah. that's kind of what originally introduced it exactly and you almost kind of wonder how much of this is just people kind of carrying it on online well now there's there's you know something Let's just be with, with it being the internet brent yeah. posturing and armchair quarterbacking are never an issue no so, no, 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 no never no. never never and so because of the fact that posturing and armchair quarterbacking not being an issue this has got to be legit <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is a real concern <laughs> this has got to be a legitimate concern no um all of that tomfoolery aside uh you know, I want to try one of these out. I, I, I really, really do. I want to try one of these out. I, I just haven't come to the point to where uh, to where I've said on on a Tuesday morning, this is when I'm going to sit down and order and and make one make one you know on the way. So they've got a list of tested games here. It's your it's your your general Williams, Williams game: Stargate, Sinistar, Robotron, Moon Patrol, Joust, Defender, Bubbles, Blaster. Uh, that's ones they've tested it in, and of course, it should work in a whole host of others because all all those hardware platforms are either shared or very, very closely related. Except for Moon Patrol, because that was a Konami designed game. Honestly, I haven't can't remember the last time I looked yeah. in the back of one. The board looks nothing like nothing, a typical nothing Williams nothing like game. a Williams board. No, so I don't know. I, I'm actually kind of surprised that they would have used 
Well, maybe not. They use their standard power supply. I mean, yeah, I can see sourcing the board and then you're still using the rest of the hardware you had. Yeah, but. yeah, for sure. Now, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, my, my it's one of those scenarios where I ask myself, though, is this really a better solution than the original linear power supply? I think it's I think it's a more ingenious uh, solution from a modern day perspective, but I don't really know that I don't. I mean, I, I've just not a hundred percent convinced myself that it's significantly better than what I'd be taking out. And I I think the the target audience here is someone that is not tech savvy repair savvy yeah and they're not gonna go out i mean tip uh, williams linear power supply you're really not gonna diagnose it if it's time you're just gonna shotgun you're it. just gonna shotgun because it and call it yeah if if the if one of the caps has failed all the other caps are just as old you know it's the same discussion with capping a monitor yeah some some shops long ago used to argue we find the problem we fix that prop well if you're fixing caps all the rest of the caps are still 20 years old. Yeah, very very true. You don't replace a tire at a time on your car when all four of them are bald, and you just replace them as they blow. Yeah. They blow out. Yeah. So to me, this is a a solution for someone that that has – they don't do their own repair work for whatever reason, and there's no avenue for them to to have repair work done. Yeah. So they can go over to the board and – put it in i can can plug it in yeah oh yeah yeah and you know again there is a part of me that wants to try one of these out and just just kind of just kind of see how it works but uh, i mean i don't know i've got i've got a lot of other things on my on my plate now i just haven't really come to the point where i've pulled the trigger on it yet but i I do i do think it's kind of neat and i i'm like i said we'll have it in the show notes and at some point i'll probably get one and try it out um, this next one, Brent, uh, maybe right up your alley. This in this kind of a point solution here. Uh, it's thirty dollars plus shipping. Uh, it is the transition bracket that goes uh, between the um, between the the lit portion of the control panel and transitioning into the monitor uh, the monitor area on either a Tron or a Satan's Hollow. So basically, on a Tron Satan's Hollow, right above the. Uh, control panel you've got that curve i don't know satan's hollow have that curved area where it's backlit and it's it's backlit as well because doesn't it like the joystick up Uh just the same way as in tron oh yeah and then this is that paint that little piece that little it's that piece of strip of metal with a Uh, with a bend in it slight bend and it's got it's got just ever so slightly just a bit of an angle Mm -hmm. to it there in the middle and it it mates to the top of that bowed piece of lexan that is the light cover Uh uh-huh and then the shroud that goes around the monitor. That, that's exactly right. And this is one yeah. of those things I was like, how common is this? But <laughs> when I was working on one of the Trons, I thought I had it all together. Yeah. And, and it was ready to go. And you didn't have that. And I looked down, I'm like, what is this piece of metal? Uh-huh. I had it. Yeah. Oh, but oh you had when it. When you okay. assemble everything, it it you can see it when you look down you see the screw heads that 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 covers up yeah and that it provides that nice smooth transition to basically keep customers in the arcade out of it and it's easily missed so if someone was maintaining the game at some point in time like getting in and putting a, fi- a light in that fixture yeah it's so easy just to, you Discard don't even it, notice be done it. with it yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. well i i've looked at my once i found this i went and looked at my satan's hollow and my tron and both of mine are kind of rusty and a bit rustier than i thought that they would be but you know i could just take them off and send them for powder coat and be done with it but anyway if, if you need one uh we'll have a link to the to the um 
discussion uh, thread on Claw. Yeah, buy and, one there because you can't have either of mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nobody's getting mine I ne- either. I need them. Yeah, my, my games need them as well. Now, now, Brent, this next one is one, I, I didn't know if you might be interested in this or not, but this is, it, since you do have a, a few Konami games, this is a Konami two-way switcher. So if you've got, you know, a time pilot, if you've got uh, track and field, hypersports, you know, just a, a whole a whole list of gyrus, a whole list of Konami games, um, th- this is this is neat because what it allows you to do is stick uh, two Konami boards into the same cabinet and uh, power them and switch between them. Okay. So was I wonder if is Time Pilot was it Time Pilot eighty four? Is that the, that's the follow up for Time Pilot, right? The, yes. Is that Gemma or is that Konami Pinhead? Uh, Time Pilot eighty four. I'm not really sure. Good good question. I'm, let me bring. Up. I, I'm I'm looking now. Okay. I'm looking. All right. Because that's I could see using this and putting Time Pilot eighty four in, in my Time in, Pilot your, in your Time Pilot cabinet. Yeah, for sure. Now a lot of a lot of people have uh, on the cloth thread have kind of voiced, it is Konami. Okay. Well, good. Well, then there you go. A lot of people have commented I, on. I, I, I may actually even have that board now that I. Think of, oh, is that right? Well, you, uh, you may you may be in there, then, uh, man. I hate you. Yeah, <laughs> spend more money. But uh, a lot of people on the on the cloth thread have commented back and said, you know something, this would be really awesome if it switched four games instead of two. The sheer fact that it only switches two is really um, is really not that much more helpful than using like a two-way JAMA switcher. A and Konami, a couple of Konami in, adapters. In a, in, a, in a couple of Konami adapters. So I, I don't know what will ever happen. I don't happen. know. I mean, you just went through several Konami games. I'd have to look back. How many could you... I think there's some like run and gun type games that'll work in a, like a single joystick, single button, like a time pilot cabinet. Yeah, I mean, but, there's Scramble, Super Cobra. Oh those, yeah, those yeah. are two. You're not going right to play. There. You're not going to play Hypersports in there because there's enough buttons. Not enough buttons. Yeah. But if you had track and field in Hypersports, oh, you could do that. It, you yeah. could do that. Yeah, you could use it for that. Um, so anyway, so you've got to look at what you know. You got to look at your source, and you've got to look at, at the the intended use on this. But does it work? Yeah, it works. I I'm kind of curious if the if the gentleman who did this uh, particular board he goes by the handle Riddled TV R I D D L E D T V if if he may do a, a form one switcher at some point. But you know, hey, we'll we'll see. This thing is ninety dollars uh, shipped. So I mean, it, it's it's got a little you know it's got a little pricey price to it but at the same point you know it's uh you can tell by looking at the pictures and again we'll have a link to the thread in the show notes this was a fairly highly engineered board so yeah. you know for for what it's got on it so I, I mean it's hard for me to say that that this this guy is asking for uh i, I don't a price that's that out is. of line i don't think he's out of line on it at it all, makes me actually. think i'm gonna have to go go dig because i'm i'm fairly certain i've got a time pilot yeah 84 board right on right on well so so there so there's a few uh arcade items right there brent now I want to switch to a couple of uh, pinball items. This is sort right? of pinball. Yeah, yeah, it it it, it is. I, yeah, I guess you could say it is. But um, this is this is neat, Brent. And uh, I'm going to spend your money vicariously, okay? Because you're it, terrible. Because I'm terrible that way. But uh, friend Scott Denisi has released the official Total Nuclear Annihilation soundtrack. And guess what he did, Brent? He released it 
on cassette okay <laughs> and so even though this is not you know a part for a game or this is not a, you know a tool or anything like that uh this this is what i consider one of those must-have accessories if you're if you're a fan of the game because the soundtrack is absolutely unbelievable um the music is just is just phenomenal and uh well, before you get into it a little deeper yeah. you know because there's something that we could actually do uh, to put behind this segment to help you better describe your feelings for total nuclear annihilation. Oh, okay. So, say you had this cassette. What's the ne- what's the fun part of having the cassette? What is the next step in 2018? Oh, the, the next step, I would say it would be the whole process of, of you know, putting the tape in and well, hitting the button. You got to find a cassette deck. Yeah. It, well, the good thing about it is I know a guy. Okay? You know what? That's kind of funny because you're right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I do know a guy. I know a guy who's got a cassette ta- who has a cassette deck. So I'm going to reach right over here in the Broken Token Classic Arcade and Pinball Podcast studio and... I'm going to pop open the cassette tech. Oh, oh, Brett. We're going to slide our cassette in. Oh, That's a yeah. sound we haven't heard in a long time, is yeah, it? Yeah, no. And I want to hit the play button. Oh, let's, let's. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. This is the Total Nuclear Annihilation soundtrack from Mr. Scott Denisi, uh, played right off of cassette. Right off cassette. We're not gonna listen to the entire soundtrack. Oh, but, but I could. Whitney, Whitney but I will, could. Whitney can, and he will. Oh my! He, I can. There you go. He's head bobbing there over you there go. now. He's got. That, his, there's my money well spent right there, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I I absolutely love it. So it's, so, all, yeah, it's he, all good stuff. And this is and I, this is for real, folks. This wasn't sound effects we found online. We actually have a cassette deck here, and we're playing Scott soundtrack for yeah. Total Nuclear Annihilation. There it is. Right off cassette. And that's amazing how well good that sounds, doesn't it? It sounds awesome. Let's run this up a little bit. All right. That in 2018, you can actually get a cassette made is amazing. Yeah. And the sheer fact that my buddy Brent has got a cassette deck that works is 2X amazing. (laughs) Now, for everybody who knows, he pulled that out of his 1988 Fiero. He literally (laughs) went out to the Fiero, yanked it out of the dash, and brought it here in and set it on the table. The the cassette itself, because Whitney actually... The cassette is yours, Whitney. You purchased the cassette. Yes, I I did. And I remember the days of having these these tape cases. Yeah. This This is... This brings back a lot of memories. Just the feel, and it's just the yeah. it's crystal clear. It is. We were, you know, I've got a couple of cassettes here. We were playing too, and it's just, you know, they they are kind of worn from age. It's got liner notes. It's got art from from the game. Yeah. Um. All your tracks. I mean, this is a this is just it's 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 really neat and. Um, you can get this at top pinball. notch. Yeah, you can get this at pinball. The top notch is right. Uh, it's available. Should we at fast pinball forward? Life. Huh? Should we fast forward? Oh yeah, hold yeah, on, go hold for on. it. Okay, yeah. wait a minute, hold on. Prepare, preparing to fast forward, Whitney. All right, we are fast forwarding. Uh, you might even be able to hear the fast forward on on the show here. Man, that's I haven't heard that in forever. I, I don't think it's coming over the mics real well, but you can hear that tape spinning. Yeah. Makes me think of the day when. Uh, uh, my niece and my nephew were younger and my sister was showing something on VHS because it was a Disney movie or something and Logan, my nephew, wanted to see something else and he asked mommy to go to scene selection. <laughs> <laughs> and then when she rewound it, he couldn't figure out what the whirr sound was. 
All right, you ready? We're preparing to play. Go for it. I have no idea what track we're in now because, you know, just like it was in the old days, you don't know. I mean, it, we haven't listened to it. I don't even know how long the first track is, but it looks like side A's got one, two, three, four, five tracks, and there's one, two, five tracks on side B. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure that as you get deeper into the game, you hear more of this, which means I haven't heard, but a little bit of <laughs> track one yeah, on side yeah, A. Yeah, that, that's me as well, but I'm, I'm looking forward to digging into it and uh, just, just really enjoying it and having some fun with it. And and uh, it's just good. It's just good, solid you know, electro slash trance music, and it's just uh, it's great. And it just, yeah, it just makes me it just makes me happy when I hear it. Is what it does. <laughs> so, yeah, it's all good. It's all good stuff. So, so for TNA owners out there, uh, I will offer. You obviously have to purchase the cassette because I mean that's just the right thing to do. Uh, I will offer transcription service. <laughs> You're on for, your for a low low fee. Yeah, you're on your own. You got to find a cassette deck because that's half the fun. Oh, gotcha. Yes, yeah. exactly, exactly. But uh, yeah, and that's the challenge finding finding a, a cassette deck. And you know, I've talked to Scott, and uh, he's very gracious. He's working with Brent and I on a couple of things, and he's like, "Yeah, you got to listen to the tape." You know, he goes, "Before we talk anymore, listen to the tape." I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> we'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do it. We're, we're good. We're good. We're good." So anyway, uh, yeah, that's a little bit of foreshadowing there, but but all good stuff. And the second thing, Brent, um, before we uh, before we kick it over to uh, to something that uh, that you and I are both. Are, I'm are just going to I'm going to bring this down a little bit just because I see what the next. Do it, man. Yeah, is, yeah. Is just for let, actually. Yeah, just let so it, I'm just going to let it run in the background yeah, a little bit. Let, let it run. This is awesome. Um, what better thing to talk over, man? So to and to have his background music, it's awesome. There, there is a. So before we get into one that you've got going here for uh, the one circuit pole position board, the last one that I've got that I'm going to spend your money on. That's really my money, but we say it's your money. Is uh, the the accessory power supply for TNA? This is something that's actually brand new. It's available at Pinball Life as well. So for any folks out there that that are getting uh, TNAs, you probably want to check back on the Pinball Life website and make sure you pick this up because this is a this is um, a power splitter made in the same vein as the Sam and Spike power splitters that are sold by Marco for Stern machines uh, or the older style Pig adapter splitter. But uh, nonetheless, this this allows you to uh, to install mods and and just have uh, easy easy and consistent access to accessory power inside the game. So uh, to do this on your own, uh, it's a little bit uh, a little bit tricky, but uh, these power adapter boards make it all completely and 100% plug and play. So yeah, Pinball Life, check that out. Uh, both the Power Splitter and the uh, the TNA cassette uh, soundtrack are available there on their website. So that's a, that's it, dude. I am uh, I'm TNA'd out. I think there's going to be a run on cassette decks. I, I think there's a run on cassette Is decks. That's what's going yes. to end up happening. Yeah, that's what that's what we're going to do. Make it a run. Oh, did you hear that? The tape stopped. I, I absolutely love that, man. <laughs> it's all good. So, so, dude, you've got some. You pop something in here uh, because eventually you're going to spend both of our money, like within 30 seconds. Oh of man, finding if this out was so that, available. That it's available. I would, it's, I it's would buy so many of these. It would look like a deck of playing cards. <laughs> I would have. Oh yeah. So sowing them like seeds, huh? So. Uh, Adam over at One Circuit has released a, a, a 
a new video and it came out on the 23rd of December. So yeah, right before Christmas, he sat down and spent a little time to show us what's going on. And Adam unboxes the second proto pole position board. And uh, he kind of does this time lapse type or speed up video of, and this is insane, hand placing all the surface oh, mount components. And it, it is it is mesmerizing it is, to watch. It is. It is. You don't realize how tiny the board is until he pulls back and you see what he is oh it is just it is mesmerizing it, it, to watch it is. him work it is and he spreads the solder paste on and and bakes it down and everything like that i mean if, if you're even if you don't care about pole position uh which listening to this podcast I don't see how you how you could not care about pole position but i'm mean, it's universally loved it's like universally donkey kong. loved it, um no 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 <laughs> it's it's a uh, second only to donkey kong but in 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 love but yeah, I mean, <laughs> just go out and look, go out and watch the video because you're you're going to learn a lot, even just from an introspective standpoint on just what it takes to put boards together. Mm-hmm. It's modern boards together. It's neat. So he places the components and he goes ahead and he fires it up and he starts talking about it a little bit and he discusses a few things going on. He he notices he's got some reset bugs and he's actually kind of happy about it because it's in a predictable place. It's just you know things that he is working through going ahead and putting some polish on the board and he talks about what the next step is he knows he's he's he wants to do a little work on some sound synchronization and he wants to go through and do a little work testing through the inputs and basically he's just working through with us the process of building this multi-pole position board yes and man adam i know it's going to be a hit you've got a couple buyers here i've got (laughs) yeah i have a working pole position that will have your board in it simply because simply because I've I have done enough work on pole positions over the years to know that I can just wipe the majority of that, if not all of it, out with a modern, nicely engineered, mm-hmm. uh, uh, brand new shiny board that, that you produce. That's right, and you want to support the makers. Yeah. You know, the, the, you want to support guys like Adam because he he took this, he's made it a labor of love, and and it's been you know a bit of a personal personal uh, effort for him. Well, a lot of personal effort for him, and uh, yeah, you want to support him. So so there's no doubt about it. So check him out. It's facebook.com slash one circuit. And we'll have a link to it in the show notes. Yeah, sounds good. All right, dude, that's enough damage to the pocketbook for, for one for one time. So I think we can go ahead. And oh, thank you. Thank go, you. Go, go ahead and call it, man. So why don't we roll into some news and some feedback? Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. I, 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 I caught this the other day, too. Uh, the newest release from Color DMD, and, and <laughs> yeah. I got a little excited, but I, I, I didn't check my, the game. I was thinking of may already be done, but go ahead, you talk about it. And I'm going to go look. Okay, fair enough. Well, this is game number seventy. In uh, Color DMD, just just announced support for this. This is the Lost World Jurassic Park. It's the it's the first game announced for 2018, and I've got to ask, you know, how many more do we think will be colored? There better be a Ghostbusters in there somewhere. <laughs> I, I sincerely well, hope. I, I, I am betting, and I think this conversation came out, at least the last time I recall, about Stern titles around Metallica, uh-huh. and they didn't want to touch it till after it, the code was finalized. After the code's finalized, And, and yeah. sure enough, everyone probably remembers that two years after it was released, Metallica code drop. Yeah. 
that kind of stymied them a little bit and they had to go back and do some updates yeah yeah fair fair enough well we know from the latest well i'd say the past two stern of the union addresses that ghostbusters is supposed to get one final update and uh, that's the eta on that is is undetermined but uh hopefully after that happens then we'll see color dmd hit up ghostbusters uh i don't know brent i'll tell you ghostbusters are going to benefit from it so Mm -hmm. much so yeah i think i would to me to me honestly the the color stuff is kind of cool but i tend to i i have enough trouble tracking the ball i I know i I, I do as well i can definitely see going ahead and and dropping a color because i've really thought about it for my atoms but i'm not Nah. and after i led it I, that might be enough to push me over yeah, yeah because but, it just adds that finishing touch yeah. to it is what it does but I, I can see definitely jumping on board for a ghostbusters yeah yeah well in, in next one uh in up in news brent this is just very I saw this recent too. can you believe this i this really surprises me uh, it did because I, I you know everyone's kind of speculating the licensing was done for this yeah, title yeah and and i don't understand how th- I, and this is just me not understanding how licensing works or the intricacies of of what they negotiate in for these vault editions. But the newest Stern vault edition is ACDC Lucy edition. And it, it this was just announced like a couple of days ago as we are recording this show here on January 20. And um, I, I'm, I'm surprised to see this. I really am. Now, here's one thing, and I don't know that I ever noticed this, or did you ever catch this, but in Stern's post on their Facebook page, they say that Lucy's price, which goes for a, uh, a, a balmy $8,195 mm-hmm. uh, is, is MSRP, but the price is the same as the ACDC Premium Vault released last year. Did I just miss that? I didn't know that Stern did an ACDC Premium Vault. I don't remember vault. that. I, I don't remember, remember that at all. I remember a later Pro uh, LED. There's, there's right. been a Pro LED. LED. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember the, the an ACDC vault at all yeah me, me either but you know obviously I'm wrong and they're right so that that's that's okay when it comes to that but yeah I mean that's that's awesome uh, uh, ACDC Lucy I you know Brent I, I just I'm just expecting them to in any day now drop Iron Maiden I'm just waiting for that news to happen for them to bust oh, it open hold on and Iron Maiden you, you, Iron Maiden be ready so, so you keep talking you tell everybody what I'm doing okay so Brent um, Brent's got his hoodie on okay he looks a lot like Mark Zuckerberg as he walks around the uh, the halls of uh, Facebook Incorporated and, you know he's, he's got that kind of uh, that, that young professional entrepreneur look about him and he, he's looking for somebody to fire is what he's doing <laughs> I hope he doesn't look over here at me. But anyway, he sat back down. He's got a cassette tape. Oh, dude, have you got Iron Maiden in there? So, so I've got some cassette tapes that are kind of just scattered around oh, okay. in some places in my game room as part of the art. Hold on here. Okay, me, all right. Let me turn this sucker which, back which on. You what you got? Pull out the TNA soundtrack. And, uh, you know, we're going to have to talk over this so because this is going to be a copyright infringement. But... Let's see if this works. Let's see. Oh, come on. Where are you at? Reflecting. There you go. Yes. This was. Yes. I want Iron Maiden to come out because I know you're going to go buy one and then I want to come down and play it is what I want to do. I I doubt that Iron Maiden will be a title that I buy, 
But you know something? I bet it's going to be pretty because if Dirty Donnie does the artwork oh, on it, yeah. holy smokes, is would it be awesome, dude? So th- this is actually out here in the game room is like I've got this old, and this isn't the actual cassette. The cassette player we're using on the show, it's a real, like I said, we didn't da- download sound effects from the internet. This was a cassette, uh, a sharp cassette deck that I had in out, out of your one Fiero. of my, no, out of, out of my Fiero. Fiero. Yeah. Exactly, yes. <laughs> in one of my home stereo systems in my Fiero. <laughs> And I've got an older kind of like top loader cassette deck over here, kind of like just like retro-y kind of thing. And I've got some cassettes laying around here. And this is my actual Iron Maiden Live After Death cassette di- cassette that I had. My original one, I didn't pick this up in a thrift store. This is the one I ran around with when I was younger in my Walkman and played. That's awesome, man. Yeah, just just because of just the retro-ness yeah. ish of it. That, that's pretty cool. We were listening to uh, uh, what were you listening to earlier, Whitney? Uh, ZZ Top ZZ, is, you, is ZZ Top's greatest. Yeah, hits. we were listening. To Z- yes, <laughs> we certainly were. Yes, we were, man. And we were listening to that before we hit the red button and started recording. But oh, yeah, man, you know yeah. that. Yeah, I'm with you. I keep waiting for Iron Maiden to drop. Oh, it's it's got to drop it's i mean it's got to be inbound man everybody's everybody's buying new pens but brent <laughs> well i the way i figure brent is you're saving you're saving for the mate. i love that listen here <sighs> i take you back put the oh, tape in awesome dude isn't that great? I just I, I love that. Never in the history of podcasts has anyone mic'd a cassette deck. That's exactly ex- until now. <laughs> until 20, now. Until now. Twenty eighteen. Y'all just keep up. Yeah, number sixty three. <laughs> yeah, put it in the history books. There, there it goes. So anyway, Brent, that's uh, that's all the news that's fit to print right there. Um, it, man, before we close out the show, we always do feedback. And, uh, dude, this one's got your name all over. We'll do Twitter feedback first. Then we got some really good Facebook feedback this, this it, month It does. As well. It's from uh, Casey Relford, who's dead, who is in some days dead to me and some days not. Uh, at Broken Token, Brent O'Reilly. And then it's a link to Flickr. And it says, don't be jelly, bro. <laughs> it's his armor attack. Because remember, we were talking about Cinematronics games last last month. Did I disparage we talk- armor attack? No, 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 no. You were talking about how you wanted one. Because oh, we were yeah. talking about ripoff. And I was talking about Star Castle. Because remember, I was saying that Grace and I played Star Castle down here in your game room. Yep. We did not get to play ripoff. But uh, anyway, we were, just, we were just going on and on about how beautiful the vectors are on the Cinematronics games. Man, an armor attack would look so nice sitting here next to my star castle and my ripoff yeah it would it really would it it, it would be uh, it'd be well placed that is for sure if there's anybody out there that knows cinematronics vector board repair hit me up i've got a i've got a a couple boards and it's one of those things where they kind of do their own thing i mean they're and it's like do I argue? I'm arguing with myself. Do I go and try to learn that system and set up a rig and all that? Or honestly, do I just find somebody? And it's kind of hard for me to do because I like to poke and, you know, work on my poke at and work on my own things. But this is one of those where if I can kind of come up and come up with somebody that just does it and knows it and understands it i, I would be willing to farm out a couple and make boards. it tur- make it turnkey and oh be yeah done. yeah absolutely yeah yeah well I, I i don't know of anybody uh maybe there's some folks on clob that do it i'm not really sure but yeah you, you just put the word out so we'll mm-hmm. see now this next one brent is uh from listener esquilito he says hey i just finished episode 62 great show Thank you so much for the mention. I'm humbled my marquee brackets were included with such greats as the Neolock Ram Tester and the Shop Jimmy. 
fume extractor. May you all have a stellar 2018. Happy New Year. Well, Happy New Year, sir. Happy Speaking New Year. of the shop, Jimmy, do you have, I'm scrolling through, um, we had a note on the Facebook page where I, th- was it was it Jeff Waldron? Did yeah, he order for yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, he did. Oh, he yeah. Did. Oh, I see a note down here yeah. uh, uh, at Broken Token. Thanks, Brent, for spending my money again. Hashtag Shop Jimmy. Shop Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> Shop Jimmy. <laughs> Oh, okay. So the next one we've got is from uh, Mr. Sean O'Shea. Uh, Burl Ives, crack cocaine, and electric shavers. Two minutes in. <laughs> already off already the, off the ra- Hashtag already off, already the, rails. off the rails. That's, that's hilarious. <laughs> uh, uh, pretty much, yes. And we do the same thing again this, this Yeah, Yeah, this I mean, that's too. kind of what we do. Um, Supersonic Brewing says, really enjoying the off-topic discussion with Adam and JP. Wishing I was there. Uh, that we, was a great that, that was, was awesome that was so much fun brian we wish you were there too and uh, adam and jp we we love those guys they're they're, they're just great eat your podcast roll <laughs> i i, I practice that I, and i think i do that pretty good because at the end of every show i say it i, I say it with clenched teeth you know just just like uh just like adam and jp do uh, Jeff hit us up again. Jeff Walter and Ed Broken Token. Family lineage can be confusing. Brent, since you're from Kentucky, you normally call your cousin's daughter your stepdaughter. Yeah. <laughs> and, and when I replied to that, I was like, oh, my. Did it, I do that? Hashtag ouch is what that is. <laughs> that honestly sounds like something I would screw up and say. <laughs> so I, it's all good. Jeff called us out on it. And so it's, I mean, it's good that the record was set straight. So for as straight as that can be. All right. You take the next one. Yeah. So this is. This is uh, some feedback from Facebook, and uh, this is from listener Rob Miller. He said, hey, guys, did I correctly hear that you'll be at the Arcade Expo in March? And uh, Rob, you, you are correct. We are. said, my wife surprised me for my birthday with a trip from New Jersey to Kentucky to go to the show. It would be great to meet you with all the hours I've spent listening to the show. It's something on my coin bucket list. And so, Rob, thank you so much for that, buddy. Um, I'm not really sure how Brent and I show up on anybody's bucket list, but you know something? We'll take it, and we'll be happy to uh, happy to meet you and shake hands. So, oh, we'd love to meet you, shake hands, it. take a picture when we shake hands uh just a fresh crisp twenty dollar bill folded in <laughs> half palmed in your hand yeah and uh, uh we'll take a picture or two and then be great we'll even sign something yeah and then you can be on your way it's, yeah. it's the no, crisper no. the 20 the nicer the signature <laughs> there you go there you go no, rob we uh uh as you should have heard by now in the interview with jeremy um, you know, when you walk into the expo, unless things change, so things are always subject to change. You'll see us right inside the door. They're off to the right. If I've got my bearings correct, we'll always uh, have up a big banner. You won't be able to miss us. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We'll be there. Any the- listener to the show, come by, say hi, shake hands. Uh, crisp 20s are much not, appreciated. Much appreciated. Thank yeah, you. there you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, so what's this one we got going on with Ken Scott? I see a little. It looks like it's a conversation thread. Is it? Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit. I'll pick out the one where. Okay. I pick out the one here at the bottom. That it was probably the most salient point. But listener Ken Scott, uh, he said, "Hey, great to meet you, Whitney. Uh, this is down in Nashville. Thanks so much for bringing Scott Skipper to the show and taking the time to chat. It was definitely the highlight of the show for me. Tried to crack ten thousand, came close, but never did. Thanks again for all the work you put into it. It looks amazing. Well, uh, I'll say this, Ken. Thank you very much. I appreciate you just taking the time and recognizing such and and uh like i say just uh just tighten it up and sending it over man it's uh, puts a smile on the face so we got a note here and i recognize the the yeah, th- uh, this is jake danzig, danzig. that's because yeah, we addressed yeah. it to jake and i was 
I was 98% sure it was Dan. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, it's Jake. So Jake dropped us a line and he just thanked us for a podcast like ours. And, uh, it sounds, you know, we, we've had intera- a lot of interaction with Jake over the years. And, uh, you know, always reaching out to us. And like I said, I even definitely recognize the, uh, the, <laughs> the, the avatar. Yeah. And he's just like, you know, thanks for, he thanked us for all that we do. And, you know, I, I dropped a note back to Jake and I thanked him for his kind words. And, uh, and I said, you know, sometimes it's nice just to tune into a show and escape for a bit. Uh, it, but I did question his sanity basically for escaping into us. I mean, oh, well, just you really, know. yeah, you know, I, I mean, if you want evidence as to why that's a bad decision for your life, just listen to this episode. Yeah, just, keep, just keep on going. Don't, don't hit stop yet. It, it'll, it'll work itself out. And, and it looks like you responded to Jake as well, Whitney. Yeah, and I did. I I told Jake, I said, I hope the day gets better. I said, uh, you know, go play some pinball or, or definitely play some Donkey Kong because that always works for me. So, you know, that was my prescription for happiness right there. And so. it looks like uh, Bill Dodd also reached out to us and said, hey there, thanks uh, for what you guys do. I really enjoy your podcast again. I would question decisions you made in your life, Bill. Uh, did you guys get clearance uh, f- uh, clearance from the LED panel sign guy. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Right, let me. I'm tilting here so I can read. Uh, from the LED panel sign guy to share his name. After seeing one at SFGE last year, I'd like to find that person to discuss getting one in line. Uh, getting in line for one. And then we talked about that a little bit on the last episode, where I had actually gotten mm-hmm. an LED sign and assembled yep. it. And how I ended up placing it in the game room. So, yes. Whitney, you followed up on this a little bit. Yeah, I, I did. And uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and read this just for everybody's benefit because we, we cleared this with this person. And so it, it, it was good. It, it, it was a little bit of ramping up, getting things yeah. situated. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so I, I responded back and I said, uh, hey, Bill, I'm glad to hear you enjoy the show. We certainly appreciate you spending some time with us. Um, we did talk to the gentleman uh, of note, and he did clear us. His name is Daniel DeBuchet, and you can get him at ddebuss at yahoo.com. And I just say tell him that you're uh, contacting him and mention us just so he can track accordingly. And uh, Daniel is a great friend of the show, and he does fantastic work. And, yeah, if you're looking for uh, LED panels and signs, uh, Daniel, Daniel's your guy. <laughs> so no doubt about it. And he is always at SFG. And, uh, in fact, he was uh, showing me a few pictures of some stuff he's got in the works and it's uh it's actually absolutely amazing i'm talking like truss mounted panels and stuff has like Daniel that ever come to louisville uh not that i know of i, I, well, I mean would, we're here who would come here well you know i mean uh, it, okay. just, it just is what it is yep. but you know all things notwithstanding but uh, <laughs> no he not that i remember i uh, would love to have him up but you know all that being said uh he's he just does he, he does fantastic work so yeah bill get in touch with daniel uh, again the email address is d-d-e-b-u-s-s at yahoo.com daniel debuchet Whitney, I think that brings us to the end of the show. It does, man. It's been a, it's been a pretty epic January, man. We have uh, we've talked everything from whole house surge suppressors to um, LED signs, LED signs to total nuclear annihilation to cassettes to cassettes to Konami two and ones to uh, I mean YouTube monetization, YouTube monetization, <laughs> and and why we need to help out help out some of these guys coming up, all, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, we I think we ran the gamut, man. Hey, dude, one thing we need to do though is we do need to find some time to sit and talk about star wars 
uh yeah we do we we should do like another mini review kind of like what we did for the force awakens you know is some, maybe something for the those. february show that's, that's i mean we, this, we can we can build some time in I mean, yeah and at that point i mean, I mean we're, uh, gonna be, we're gonna be getting so close to arcade expo though yeah you know that's gonna be we'll, fig- right. we'll figure, we'll figure something out. out yeah we'll figure it out you know i know uh i think jp from adam and jp is coming and of course, Adam, he would like to come. I know he just, they just recently. Yeah, Adam and his wife just had little, a baby. New yeah. little kiddo into the world. Go, yes. Yay. Yeah. Congratulations. So I don't, maybe that's something we can catch up. But because by that at, time. At the Arcade Expo. And, and where I'm going with that is, is we've done movie reviews in the past and we've put them at the end of the show. So if you hadn't seen it and you didn't want the spoiler, you can just, you yeah. know, just not listen. Uh-huh. Well, maybe, you know, we're, we'll be far enough out at that time geez three and a half four months yeah that you know i would assume i'd call it fair game yeah i'd we, call it fair because you know jay having jp's opinion is J, jp is very well thought out in terms of storyline and development versed. and well versed whereas i'm like dude it's awesome yeah you know, yeah that's I'm, me it's like i love i was it. along for the ride it was, yeah, great. It was great you know yeah. uh, so maybe yeah. that would be a good balance so see let's just let's target maybe for expo uh, we'll talk about it. it sounds like a plan man we can do it all right, dude. So, speaking of Expo. Speaking of Expo. Uh, yeah, get get us on our upcoming shows here, bro. So, Louisville Arcade Expo, March 2nd through the 4th, 2018, here in Louisville, Kentucky. Check them out at ArcadeRx.com. Of course, Whitney and I will be there in all of our glory. Uh, and again, we're going to try to do our best not to be kicked out of the show and excluded from 2019. And it looks like Skyskipper is going to be there. Yep. I'm going to have a host of games there. I'm going to have the show there. We're going to have the podcast there. If you're listening to the show, come by. See us. Shake hands. Uh, donations are not required or requested. That obviously was a joke. But we would like to meet meet you all. Uh, we're going to record. And Whitney, we, we haven't even talked about this, so let's just do it live. I'll put you on the spot. Yeah. We do have done in the prior year, 7 o'clock Eastern, every Friday uh, night the show, Friday and Saturday night. Yep. And I don't see any reason to change that this year. Nah. So we'll keep everyone updated on the Facebook page. We'll uh, live stream it, and I don't see any reason. I won't mention it now in case we do change. I don't see any reason we're going to change our streaming provider. They do a really good job of not requiring any kind of special client or login. You just hit the website slash broken token. And and you're on. And you're on. You can do it. We've done it from a mobile device. Yeah. Uh, Actually, we do it from a mobile device to test the rig. Yeah. Whitney or I'll get on our phone and just go right to it in a browser on the phone. Yeah. They also have an app for iOS and Android. Yeah. Just works. It works really well. So we'll get the specifics out as we get closer just in case we do end up changing the provider for some reason but uh yeah look for us friday night the uh the second Mm -hmm. and uh saturday night the third at 7 p.m eastern to stream live from the show floor yeah a little color commentary pull people off the uh the floor for live interviews if you're a listener and you want to get on the show stop in you know you know how the show flows uh, and just sit down and we'll just chat. Yeah, okay? it sounds good. And uh, the Texas Pinball Festival comes up right after that, March 16th through the 18th in Frisco, Texas at the Embassy Suites Hotel and Convention Center. And that's uh, more info can be found at texaspinball.com. Would love to go to that. Uh, it's not going to be in the cards for me uh, this year for sure. It just uh, There's so many shows I want to go to. And it's just... Time and time again, Brent, it's either, you know, it's either, you know, commitments and deadlines and what do you leave in, what do you leave out? And I guess maybe I ought, ought to plan a little bit better for 2019, but uh, hopefully someday we can make that happen. 
All right, Whitney, we can be found at or on the Throwback Network. So www.throwbacknetwork.net. Rob O'Hare runs a, a great organization, a great site over there. Hosts a lot of podcasts, not hosts, excuse me, aggregates a lot of shows, a lot of cool content, a lot of retro stuff. So I definitely suggest that you check out throwbacknetwork.net. We can be found on iTunes. Please leave a review and rate the podcast. It helps us get noticed and it really increases our reach. Stitcher Radio, Xbox Music, and of course, the Google Play Store. And then on social media, we're found on Facebook at at facebook.com slash broken token, Twitter at broken token. Would appreciate a a follow and a like on on either one of those. And our website, brokentoken.com. We'd also like to close with a a great, wonderful announcement. Whitney and I have been working on this for a long time, and we finally made it happen. So in 2018, you're going to be able to get back episodes of the Broken Token Classic Arcade and Pinball Podcast uh, they will be available to you on 8-Track. Oh, 8-Track. Excellent. Going forward, if you yes. subscribe to us, we will, on a monthly basis, be able to now offer you a mailed copy of the current show on 8-Track tape. Yes. So, yes. Uh, everyone, you know, just reach out, contact us, and we'll get you on the mailing list. It's, it's no problem. It's going to come in a brown, a very nondescript brown paper bag type of envelope with a Runco return address oh, stamped yes. on it. Now, yeah. And keep in mind that there is a, uh, there is a limit on eight track tapes in terms of recording time so you should actually consider and be prepared to set around set set aside some storage space because we're anticipating eight to ten tapes per episode per episode yes, yes. yeah, yeah. There, there there's going to be a run on them there's no doubt yeah. oh absolutely yeah hey. i mean high fidelity takes its toll on that man yep. you know it's the way it goes but hey we thank everybody for listening uh we hope that you've enjoyed the show we'll look forward to uh talking to everybody or i guess uh, brent talking at everybody again in uh, february and uh, also looking forward to the louisville arcade expo so until next month keep your quarters clean and game on hey hey, hey, before you stop before you stop shop jimmy congratulations you made it to the end of another episode of the broken token podcast i promise they'll do better next time maybe next episode they'll actually listen to me for a change just go easy on the guys they don't have a lot to work with but I know their moms would be so proud. We want to hear your feedback, comments, rants, raves, and otherwise, both good and bad. Drop us a line via email at podcast at brokentoken.com. You can also call us at 470-2-CALL-BT. That's 470-222-5528. And leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you, and we might play your message on air in the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broken Token and like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Broken Token. Britt and Whitney are always posting content between the official episodes, and it's a great way to stay involved with the show between the shows. You can find our podcast on the iTunes store and on Stitcher Radio. Just search for Broken Token and subscribe to the show. Like what you hear? Please consider leaving us a review on the iTunes store and on our Stitcher Radio page as the reviews help out the show. Please visit our website at brokentoken.com. For articles, reviews, restoration logs, direct show downloads, and expanded show notes for this and every episode. Once again, thanks for listening. The Broken Token Podcast would like to thank the only person on staff who has actual vocal talent, Miss Christy Letzi. And that's me. (laughs) Music for the Broken Token Podcast, graciously provided by Hayseed Dixie. Head over to their website at www.hayseed-dixie.com 
for videos, tour dates, merchandise, and to purchase music. You look like some terrible rapper. I am a terrible rapper. Over there with your earphones yeah, on, on, yeah. on top of your hoodie, because yeah. your hoodie's got to be up because you look cool, but you got to see the beats you're wearing. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it helped if I had the power on. I cannot believe there's a cassette deck under this laptop. It's a big day for all of us. And also sitting here on the desk is my cell phone, my mixer, my coffee, another laptop, and for unknown reasons, a dog treat. Shop Jimmy!